What's going on, guys? I'm Alex. And I'm Steve. And this is Black Series Rebels, episode 78. It's been two months, and we are back. We are no longer the Black Series Rebels. We are the Stoked Series Rebels. Although you'll find that this episode, we still get a little bit grumpy. But you know what? Being a fan of Star Wars is all about ebbs and flows. You heard it, guys, right? We are a weekly YouTube Star Wars talk show. What should the people do at home, Steve? Oh, they should subscribe to this channel. What else should they do, Steve? They should like this video. And what else should they do? They should hit that little notification bell so that every time we post a new video, they know what's ding -a -ling -a -ling -a -ling. up. We took a little bit of a break. The last thing we did was that giant celebration special. But we are back with a more traditional show. Every week we do weekly news reviews, all kinds of stuff. This is a big, giant episode. So Huge chunk. You can watch this on the way to work, back from work, back on your way to work, and back on your way home. Or you can just skip it and go to one that's more... Like a, Informative. But we do all kinds of amazing Star Wars stuff this week. I don't even want to talk about it anymore. Hey, Steve. Yeah, Alex? What's going on this week in Star Wars News? Hey, Steve. Yeah, Alex? What's going on this week in Star Wars news? You mean more like, what's happened in Star Wars news in the last two months? Two months. It, yeah, it's been... It's been about two months. It's been about two months and one week's worth of news. Yes. So we took a perfect break. Fantastic. Because guess what? Not a lot happened. But, but a, lot, news. a lot did happen lot in the did. last week. It's true. But it's last true. week, the last two months has been nothing until it's been this pretty, week. It's been pretty sporadic. So Some let's... might say we planned this efficiently. Hmm. 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 It's true. Hmm. I was like, when should I have a baby? Hmm. When should we have a baby? I should have a baby. Between Star Wars Celebration and hmm. Comic-Con. That means there won't be any Star Wars news, which means perfect time to have a baby. And that's around the time Alex is usually just over it. And so he can relax. We are well rested. Well rested. I'm ready to be grumpy about all the beautiful things you have for me. Not true. I'm ready <laughs> to be excited and positive. Positive. Black Series stoked. Stoke Series Stoke Rebels. Stoke Series Rebels. That's what we are. Stoke Series Stoke Rebels. Stoke Series Rebels, baby. Are you Not, stoked? So stoked. Let's get Current into mood, it. Current mood, stoked. Stoked. Let's do it. All right. First up, Fanny Fair. We got our old Annie Leibowitz. Pictures Annie that we leaves. Get. The Annie leaves going out there on the set of her, Star Wars. Her style, her style has matured since the luminous beings picture. <laughs> her style has matured. Uh, it's still luminous in its way. Um, <sighs> it's all right. We got lots of photos from the 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 Jordan set of Star Wars Episode Nine: Rise of Skywalker. Um, you know, we got Adam Driver with the. Sandy landscapes of pinks and magentas and oranges. We're, two, we're like, what, two months since the release of that? It was like right... It was like in May. Like right when we took our yeah. break, the Vanity Fair stuff broke. And I'm glad because now I've had time to digest it. He's got that redemption glow. Oh. He does. Oh, the bendemption glow. <laughs> he does have bendemption glow. I think it's just... I think it's just... You know what? You know how like, in if the, if if the story of Black Series Rebels was a three act it's a structure, crazy arc is a three act structure, <laughs> or you know if, if like if the story of being a Star Wars fan is like the seven stages of grief or whatever, we're at acceptance. <laughs> you know what I mean? We're at acceptance. So yeah, acceptance if, or defeat, def both. <laughs> We've accepted defeat. That he is probably going to be... Homie's going to be redeemed. He's looking glowy. 
My guess is he's redeemed in like mid act two. And then you're going to have all kinds of fun Carl Ren fights. <laughs> Kyle Ren. Here he comes. Kyle Ren. Cool, cool, cool. Kyle Ren. Kyle Ren. Kyle Ren fight. <laughs> Kyle Ren. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, the photos are beautiful. Yeah, the photos are great. You got, you got a great photo of JJ with a scraggly beard and a Burning Man bandana in his curly hair and his 1990s biker glasses and, and his hiking boots. His hiking boots his and hiking his cargo shorts and his and wrinkly tube socks there, in those hiking wrinkly shoes. tube socks so he doesn't get sand in his shoes and you've got there was a big deal about a hot gentleman that was pushing a, a camera cart in, in a photo and that that swept the internet for a moment so for our non-Los Angeles fans I apologize you're not going to get this reference <laughs> Apologies, but there is a restaurant called Jones on Third. Oh yes. Now Jones on Third is sort of like a white subway tile. It's white people eating not healthy organic food. Like it's 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 like just like. But it's got like a weird sort of William Sonoma yeah, meets it's, Paula Deen. No, not Paula Deen. Like, like William Sonoma. Vibe meets like Sir La Table, meets like anthropolo anthropology. Movie. Anthropology yeah. meets like... It's like a Nancy Myers, Nora Ephron, Meryl Streep kitchen. Yeah, and you... Yes, it's a Meryl Streep kitchen. Like, Meryl yeah, Streep like, restaurant. You know her bakery in It's Complicated? Or it's very much that. Like the entire look of Julie and Julia. Yeah, very Hamptons-y, beachy, yeah. richy. It's very bougie. Yes. And... There you can get like short rib sandwich, but instead of fries, you get a mixed green salad. Unhealthy. Always a, avocado toast. Always have an With avocado toast. With the heirloom toast. tomatoes and some burrata cheese and yeah. a little arugula. Ugh. I hate the way you describe <laughs> that. I hate that you just made me sit through but it. But it's proper. It's 100% what they would have. Now, it is right next to a hiking trail called Fryman, mm -hmm. which means you get dirty, crusty people that have just gone hiking in dirty workout clothes with 90s. The, basically, J.J. Abrams looks like every customer of Jones on 3rd on a Sunday afternoon for brunch. If you just gave him a, a way too high-tech a stroller with a kid that's had way too much. And everybody's carrying their crazy bottle hydro flask. <laughs> Alex is too small. He wouldn't be allowed in. Mine's too small. Mine's too practical. Mine fits in a cup no, holder. you need... This or bigger. You need mm. a growler of water. Mm. You need a tiny dog. Mm. Anyhow, get, what's the point here? JJ Abrams. The point is like JJ just... Abrams just looks like someone having brunch in Los Angeles. God, it's good to be back. It's good to be back. Rambling with you. You've all clicked off the episode. <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm glad you guys like your pins. All right. So some other stuff we got in this Vanity <laughs> Fair. Scroll I'm not, so I'm, not, I'm not. We got some other things out of this Vanity Fair thing. Uh, it's confirmed. You guys already know, but you haven't heard us talk about it. Guess what, Alex? Episode 9 is going to feature the Knights of Wren. We got lots of photos of the Knights of Wren in the dusty atmosphere, being touched up and JJ setting up his, his magical shots. How do yeah. you feel about that? It looks cool. I, I, I tell you what, between other announcements that we're going to be getting when we talk, when we go through the news over the last... Uh, Year. Two months, year. <laughs> Between the Knights of Wren 
and Palpatine and the Sith Troopers and the this, that, the this, that. I'm having a little... Just seems a little complicated. Seems like a lot. Seems like Let a me throw in another thing in there. You got Carrie Russell's new character. Cool. Which her character is a masked scoundrel named Zori Bliss. Zori Bliss, I like that name. It's very <laughs> Star Wars. Zori Bliss also sounds like a strain of marijuana. <laughs> it also sounds like a yoga studio. Yeah. Welcome to Zori Bliss. Please leave your shoes at the front Namaste. door. Namaste. And we require you to wear yoga stocks with little grippies. Little grippies in a yoga block. Wow, we're, this is a very L.A. show. Very. You can go to Zori Bliss before you go to Jones on 3rd. No, um, no, but I, am I wrong? Does it feel a little complicated? It feels like... Everything but the It feels like thing. after Last Jedi, and listen, this is going to be the theme of this episode, just, so just strap in, it is going to be a long news segment, because uh, we're still on Vanity Fair. Um, it feels like, based off of everything you just said, um, compiled with uh, everything that's still left or needed to be um, addressed. addressed, that still wasn't even necessarily addressed in episode eight. Um, because some of it was, some of some it, some it was, wasn't. but like we've, I think we've said on this show, like as much as we love Last Jedi, because we do love it, it still feels like our characters, for the most part, are no further than they were at yeah. the end of seven. Well, I just feel like the only one who grew in, like, had a actual, lo- like a a noticeable arc to me was Ray. And, and Poe. Poe to a certain extent. But I, I feel like Finn basically went, I don't know what I'm fighting for, to I'm going to fight for Rey, to I don't know what I'm fighting for, to I'm going to fight for the resistance. It just feels like this. I feel like so, Finn has been in a lot of the same thing. And Poe, we know, yeah, he's becoming a leader. It's all about him sort of taking on the mantle from Leia. We love The Last Jedi. We don't need to get into that conversation but, again. But so to answer your question... Alex Backus. Um, they don't know my last name. That's not true. That's yeah, not yeah. true. Ken Knapsack says your name constantly <laughs> on any podcast yeah. or show he's on. Yeah. Um, don't mention me on that show where people have meltdowns. <laughs> 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 sorry, I had to do it. Uh, should I walk off set right now? And do no, this stop segment? it. Oh, stop sorry. It. Don't sorry. throw Stoked, Stoke Series Rebels. Stoke Series Rebels. Um, Stoke Series Rebels. Um, Everybody um, stoked um, with so Stoke yeah, Series Rebels. So yeah, to answer your question, Alex, I feel like... You know, with all the stuff you throw you threw in there, with what's still left to be addressed, I I, I feel like um, either this movie's gonna be like six hours long, <laughs> or or some of us out there on Twitter.com are just gonna have to accept the fact that maybe, just maybe, all some things are just not gonna be addressed. Or aren't going to happen the way... Or just aren't going to happen the way you thought they were going to happen. Or they could happen in... You know, I I, I don't know. It just seems like with Palpatine laughing and all that... Like, I I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what's going to happen. And and I think that's great. I think it's good that we don't know what's going to happen. Naomi Aki's character. Yeah. Like, like, I'm just like, guys, We got, we got, we got those characters from Vanity Fair, the... Or, or... Maybe we just got a lot of Captain Phasma stuff going on here where it's a lot of just like cool people doing some cool stuff for like 30 seconds and like they're just there to look cool and be cool and like that's it and it's not a story purpose. Sure. I don't know. That's possible. And I think that's some characters we're going to talk about in a little bit is the case. But I think maybe too like, and we've had 
because we've been silent for too much, sometimes it's nice to just sit and listen and, and sort of and reflect and get sort of the temperature of the fandom. Because I've basically just been listening on Twitter. I haven't really been chiming in about a lot of this stuff. Nobody cares I've been, about our opinions. Nobody cares. I don't even really care about my opinion on no, the matter. No, no. But I think because I've seen so much speculation again, which is I know a lot of people think that that's fun and they like doing it. I personally just kind of like to let it happen. I'm not really into the crazy speculation part of fandom. I think it leads to what happened with Last Jedi is that you go, oh, I didn't get what I want, I'm mad. And I I don't want that to happen to me for nine, so I'm just going to be super chill and just see what happens. But exactly what you said. I mean, dude, I've seen it all. Like, we're talking, I've heard, I've heard things about a Stormtrooper uprising. I've heard things about... Clones? Palpatine's clone. I've heard Ray's clone. I've heard I've literally heard the pitch that those are all rays under the Sith Trooper helmet. Like and Lacey Gillerin did it as a joke. But I saw people that went, that would be rad. Like it for me, I just have now gone, and this is not judgment. Speculate all you want. Have an amazing time. Star Wars is not mine. Play with fire. It is not. You might get burned. Star Wars. <laughs> what are you teaching them? <laughs> Star Wars is not Steve's. Star Wars is not mine. No. Star Wars is not anyone's. It is a collective ownership of this beautiful community and world. And we'll see what happens with this movie. But I think I'm just sort of like, we're in such a dead zone. And it's about to change here when we reach D23 and Comic-Con. And I think I've learned, I learned my lesson so hard with The Last Jedi. Like, from the lead up to it, to the absolute abysmal year it has been to be a Star Wars fan post-Last Jedi. It was an abysmal year. And and the the whole Solo stuff. Last Jedi into Solo, that year leading into Celebration was abysmal. It was abysmal. And it's weird because... It has this sort of weird intermingling with what's happening socially in the world. Yeah. So it's a combination of a lot of stuff. It's so complicated. Yeah, we literally all turned on each other and eat each other's heads. Yeah, we all just decided we hate Whether or not we were like allies, like allies buddies, yeah. or, or enemies, we all just... And I think I've decided... I'm cool. I'm cool, man. Hey, Steve, how are you? I'm stoked. Hey. How are you? I'm cool. I'm cool. I'm cool. I'm cool. We all cool here. We all cool. I feel like we're cool, and we're going to see what happens. Yeah. But I feel like right now, I've heard so much wacky shit. Yeah, I've done such a good job of like... Dude. I, I, it, wacky, I went through, dude. I went through and just was like, I'm done. Dude. And like stopped following a lot of like fan and accounts and fan stuff and things like that. And like, I got to be honest with you. If it wasn't on like... I, I, I love Jason Ward. I have not read his site in God knows how long. I love Star Wars Newsnet. Literally, today was the first time I went on that website. To well, be you like, had a what child, to be fair. Yeah, yeah, but I still was like, oh, Star Wars in the Hollywood Reporter, or Star Wars in Vanity Fair, or Star Wars in like I kind of you I, wanted I the official. The, I kept it. I went back to pre Black Series Rebels, and sort of like just kept my eye on sure. StarWars.com and a couple of like industry people that I follow, and I gotta tell you. Been nice to just be like. Well, you're on a Star Wars talk show, so welcome uh, back. Buddy. I'm loving, and I'm yeah, still going to be on I top know. of it. I'm still <laughs> talking about what I'm saying is, is like it's been a nice new perspective yeah. of just sort of just being a fan and not getting caught up in, in fandom. 
I don't want to say call it fandom, but just not getting caught up into the whole, like, what does it mean? And obsessing over, like, all these small details to try and piece together this crazy puzzle that ultimately when I walk into the theater and they push play, the the puzzle is knocked off the table and all the puzzle pieces are all over the place. And, like, maybe a few things are still put together. And then you got to go see the movie again just because the first time you were so Like, because everything I I had built up and expected and and whatnot to the point now where, like, this is a different approach that I'm doing than I had than the approach I had with episode seven, and it's a different approach than I had with the approach with episode eight, which and was Rogue both One different. and Rogue One. Like I've had a different approach. Yeah. Every movie, and and right now I'm kind of going with this approach of like, oh, there's a Sith trooper or there's a whatever. Like, I guess I won't know if I like it until I see it. Yeah, and I think that's kind of more what I'm saying yeah. is like I've decided. My opinion of it is really unnecessary. Like, I don't know that my opinion matters in the sense that, like, whatever you all think of that stuff, rock and roll. I'm just going to, we're going to joke and make fun of it and love it on this show. But I I guess, I think that's more of, in being silent, I've realized kind of just how unnecessary my opinion is on the whole thing. And it's only fun for us because we like to make each other laugh. And it kind of brings us back to what we want this show to be, which is just two actual friends who have been friends for a very long time time talking about what they would normally talk about in front of a camera. What else we got? Alex Backus, where were we this last April? What state were we in? Chicago? We were in the city of Chicago. We were in the city of Chicago. In the state we of Illinois. The state of Illinois in the city of Chicago. In I was trying to figure out what he was talking. Now, why were we in the city of Chicago? We were there for Star Wars Celebration. Be sure to uh, check out Celebration Vacation. Guys, parts 1, 2, and 3. Parts 1, 2, and 3. Only 1,000 views, so... Glad you liked it. Glad. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for looking or watching. Thanks for watching. Um... You know, Mozart was super underappreciated, right? Like, you you do realize we're the Shakespeare of Star Wars content. It's not going to be until we are well and dead that people are like, dudes, Black Series Rebels was pretty good at what they... It's going to be like Bill and Ted, where all of a sudden we're like these prodigies that, like, were not found until, like, way after their death. it's going to literally be like the movie Bill and Ted, where now everyone on Twitter is acting like they love Bill and Ted and, like, they watch it. Like, dude, no, you didn't. Everybody knows that there were far superior teen movies to the original. I love the original Bill and Ted. Oh, me too. Don't get me wrong. But suddenly everyone's like, OMG, I love Bill and Ted's. Like, no, you like Keanu Reeves. So you've decided you like Bill and Ted now. Like, Bill and Ted's was totally an obscure. I don't know if it was an obscure. I think Mm. maybe for the millennial generation. Yeah, maybe it's that. Maybe it's like. And I'm not saying, oh, Bill and Ted's yeah. was just mine. Like, only reason I know Bill and Ted's is because my guitar teacher was Rufus's hands during the solo at the end of Bill and Ted. So I, that's the only reason I... And I think Bill and Ted's is cool. I've never seen Bogus Journey. What? I own it, but I've never seen it. I know it's insane. I've heard okay. it's crazy. Need to talk. You and I yeah. need to talk. But my, my point is, is, like, we're like the Bill and Ted's where, like, one... Like, in 15 years, people will pretend to care. <laughs> No, they won't. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, they won't. Bill and Anyways, Ted's cool. back to the point. We were in Chicago for Star Wars Celebration, Chicago, 2019. While we were away, not only was it announced, but then eventually tickets went on sale while we were gone for Celebration 2020. And it is happening on our home turf in Anaheim, California, at the Anaheim Convention Center, right across the street from Disneyland, which has 
Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. It's the motherfucking D-O-Double-G Snoop Dogg! I'm so stoked. We got our tickets. Got our tickets. We secured hotel rooms even yep. though we are only 45 minutes away. Yeah, but you can't, you, you can't, can't do that. Can't be messing around. You can't be messing around. We gotta can't be, be close. Can't be messing around. Where else are we gonna spend $600 on old fashions? Oh, gonna tr get drunk. Actually, you know where I can drink is Disneyland. <laughs> Only one drink per visit to the cantina, my friend. Two. Oh, really? It's two. Oh. It's two. I thought it was one. You're allowed two, I and they're pretty that. strong. I'm I not going to lie. We'll get into that later. I was, <laughs> I was pleasantly surprised. No, I'm, I'm really stoked. I'm really glad that we got our tickets. I feel excited. I'm really excited for Anaheim. The dates are August 27th through the 30th. Yeah, and we're already working on some really fun, cool BSR stuff we're we going to be doing. We hope you guys come out for the whole weekend. We have a lot of cool. We're gonna. We're, this we're, is, we're. We're. I got these ideas, man. I got these ideas. I feel like we. A lot. We met a lot of you amazing fans in Chicago, and I feel like people really only got like thirty-five percent of what. Oh, I would have said ten. Ten percent of what we like to do when we go hard. Because you can only do so much when you're in a city that you yeah. don't live in. I, I think if you've been to a shop called Quest Live Show. Or emo night. Or emo night. Or a designer con. Or a designer con. <laughs> I think... Uh, like, combine that all together. Combine that all together. A little more of a little shindiggy diggy. Um, anyways. It's going to be awesome. We're stoked. It's on our home turf. It's a year from now. Don't it's worry about it. It's a year from now. Either way, we hope that you guys come out here. We hope that we will see you guys and meet you guys and hang with you guys at whatever it is we're currently cooking up. And we will um, actually have tickets on sale for yes. it sooner rather than later, yes. so that you guys can to secure prepare. you guys can secure your schedules and know what's going on. Because we, I think we all kind of have an idea of how the schedules normally play sure. out at Celebration, and we know which nights are going to be probably crazy, which are going to be a little more mellow. And obviously, like we're all going to want to go to Galaxy's Edge, yes. so we're trying to stay away from that, so people can have as much Disneyland time as they want. Mm -hmm. But I think we're going to cook up something really cool. Yeah. But enough about us. What else is going on? Uh, what else? What else happened, my Ooh. friend? What, what else, else happened? happened? Um, Lucasfilm, Kathleen Kennedy. They've got a new SVP of live action development and production. Boy, and this was a whole thing, wasn't it? It was a whole thing, and that is none other than Michelle Rejwan. Rejwan? 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 It's R-E-J-W-A-N-N-I. Should have looked up online from months ago when this news first broke how to, to see it. how it was pronounced. So, Michelle, if you are watching... Apologies. Apologies. And why are you watching this? Pour yourself because a glass of red wine. She, watch Big Little because Lies. Because she does what? She, she de develops because she's in... Development. And she's got to keep her finger on the pulse of developing new and upcoming talent. Yes. Yes, that's her job. Well, it was interesting because she's she came from the bad robot world. Yeah, if it's my understanding, at one point or another, I believe she may have been JJ's like assistant and kind of worked her way up, which kind of worked her way up through the through the system. Listen, I'm sure she's going to be amazing at what she does. I think she's a producer on episode nine. Okay, even better, which means that's kind of a vote of confidence in how she's doing yeah. on producing episode nine. I always view that as a vote of confidence. Mm -hmm. That means that they're happy with what she's doing. Radical. I also, too, I know what a development executive does, and it's important, but it's not quite as creative, I think, as some 
people are making it out to be online. She really is a development executive. She helps creatives develop their ideas in the sense that like, she doesn't pitch them creative. She asks them to fix the things that aren't working in what they've done. Now, I'm sure she probably has a creative role, obviously in some capacity when you're in a creative industry, you're gonna make creative choices, but I mean. She helps spearhead their journey yeah. from thoughts in their heads to words on paper, to, to pictures on screen, potential pictures on screen, actually, and then images on yeah, images on acetate. She helps foster and massage yeah. that talent, yeah. and their creative vision to help spearhead it to our eyeballs. She does the really hard job of actually getting it done, oh. because without the development executive, the creative is floundering. There are very few creatives that can really get that stuff it's a done. Hard job. It's a really hard job. And if Stressful Kathleen Kennedy job. thinks she's the right job for it, awesome. Because she's the first one who gets looked at if a script is trash. Not the writer, her, because it's her job to be like, yo, I needed to tell you this was trash before I gave it to Kathleen Kennedy. She's basically the first She's the first angry Twitter fan. <laughs> you know what I mean? She's the first opinion on the creative's work. And or she's actually she's more the second. So like there'll be a specific there will be not the head of development, but a development executive that would then take that to her based off her notes, that development executive that it's like it's really like you're creative, I'm development executive, this is head of development. You pitch me an idea, I go to head of development, I say we're working on, they go beep bloop, beep bloop, beep bloop. I come back and I do, so it's, it's this weird sort of like process. All the creativity is still happening here. This is what makes sure that Kathleen Kennedy is happy, that Bob Iger's happy. It really is like a normal job. This is very much like, this is as corporate as the creative job gets. Someday they will play this at USC's film school to explain the job of a development executive. <laughs> they will never do that. <laughs> they will never do that. But honestly, there were people who were like, this seems like a big mistake. And I feel like it's, that is only because, it's a, that's from a full misunderstanding of what her role actually is. Her role is to make sure that we get the best content possible, not make that content. Does that make sense? No, I get it. I get it. I'm also in my head laughing hysterically at, so-and-so in so-and-so town being a fan of Star Wars and now, having an opinion and now, on and the now all of a sudden like yeah is in the film is like has an, an opinion on like film business yeah I think and, it's it's really fun. and we've and there's been a lot of that in this day and age of our 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 current climate of fan culture is now because it's it's because of things like Twitter and whatnot that kind of information and and stuff is a little bit more readily available. Well, when there's not a lot of stuff to talk about, and the develop the new head of development at Lucasfilm is a big news topic for Star Wars fans, and I think a lot of it too, a lot of it probably again boils down to the response of the Last Jedi. There are people that have opinions about the way the company's being run, and I guess I just kind of go, okay, okay. I, I, but again, and 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 understand. Alex and I just have this opinion and feeling because we work and live in this business. And yeah, so for I think, us, we're just kind of like, why do you guys care about this? Stuff? Why do you guys care? Like, I get that, like, I'm reading Variety and I'm keeping up to date on the industry I'm working job. in. But, like, 
Whatever. It's fine. If you're into that, you're into that. It doesn't matter. Yeah, I just think it's like, it's not a big deal. Like, like she's like going to... Should... She's gonna do an amazing job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And y'all, sh- I mean, y'all, we should be excited that this person is yeah. got a shot. But like, ultimately, like, you should probably you're, be more focused you know, on like the teasers and the trailers and the content that's actually being put out there. All of us should be. If you're, if you're, a, if you are a fan of Star Wars, you will never. If she's done her job well, you will never know. Yeah. What she did and what she didn't do. Her job is to spearhead creative content. And if you want to get more diverse voices into the, you have to start at the, you have to start at the screenplay level. Yeah. That's where that happens. Like, and I think having her as the development head is going to be a much better way to get different voices into the screenplay development stage. I think, I, I'm excited. I think it's cool that they have a yeah. new head of development. Yeah, this I mean, is I'm, good. In, I'm into that stuff. Like, I, I, I think as it's much rad. as like a lot of us are into like the fandom of Star Wars or Marvel and characters and comic books and yeah. things like that, like from a very young age, I was always into like studio executives and like- Pick one. All that. Oh, what do we got? It's like, what is this? Pick one. How do I pick? Just pick a finger. Uh, pick a finger? Pick one of these oh, fingers. I'm going with your middle. Wiener. <laughs> <laughs> Wiener dog. Um, but yeah, like me, I was always a nerd and into They can't like, even see that, know, so they don't I know. know what I did. But I was always a weird nerd into that that world of things. Anyways, moving on. Uh, while we were at Star Wars Celebration Chicago, we got some awesome seats and got to watch a trailer for a video game that a very close friend of yours got mm-hmm. to work on. Well, uh, last month, um, the big video game convention that always happens every year in Los Angeles, E3, took place. Um, and we got our first look at the gameplay trailer for the Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order video game. Yeah. I thought it looked great. It was really, like, the, I, I don't play video games, that's no secret on this, but I was shocked. I want to say it was like a 13 or 14 minute well, long Well, it's a pretty standard, thing. like, it's a pretty, that's a pretty standard gameplay reveal. To get yeah. about 13, 14 yeah. minutes is a pretty... I, I, I was very impressed. I thought, it, okay, this is how you know that we don't get paid and we don't... Like, we're not, aff- like, I said my buddy works on the thing. That doesn't mean we're affiliated with it in any way. thought it was okay. I wasn't particularly blown away. I thought the game looked a little stiff. Hmm. But then I read some people who got to play it in person, and they said it feels amazing. So the game plays much better than it what shows. If, s- forgive me, because uh, I'm used to, like, up, down, left, right. Yeah, yeah, maybe, yeah. Um, what do you mean by feel? What do you mean by how a game feels? Well, like, so... Like, does it feel good on your thumbs? Or all right, like, relax. What are we doing here? Condescending. I'm not being condescending. condescending. Like, oh, no, so, no, no. So imagine it like this. Condescending. Right? mother. <laughs> imagine this. You're holding the controller, right? Mm-hmm. And when you're watching the screen, the things you're doing, the way it feels in your hand while it's moving on the screen. It's very fluid. Yes. So, like, the basically, like, the you, like... When you use your phone, right, and it's being weird and it doesn't, you're like, oh, this app is, this app's crap. Uh This, it's that same kind of feeling, it's just when you play the game. So you can cut this part out, I guess. No, 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 it's great. This is, so when I say, how does that game, it feels better than it shows, it means when you're watching it, it might not look 
Like there's a lot of really cool stuff happening to make that stuff happen. But when you're watching how you do it within the, the language of the controller, it plays amazing. That's awesome. Because I heard like you really feel the lightsaber when you're playing. You really feel, that's really cool. You feel the force. You're really connected to Cal, the player. That's more important than how it looks in a 15 minute thing. Star Wars fans are gonna buy that game. I'm gonna buy that game. I can't wait. I know you're even looking at a new TV, which means that game is gonna look real cool. Don't tell my wife I'm looking at a new you're TV. You're looking at a new TV. You didn't buy don't, one. Don't you tell my wife. First I'm of all, a new TV. you know Amber has, Amber wants a bigger TV in the front room. But you know she's not ever gonna watch this. No, she's not ever gonna watch exactly. this. Exactly. Hi, honey. Watch this. Sarah, I love you. But I want to put a cause painting in the living room. Good luck with that. <laughs> She'll never know I said that. Uh, one last thing. Daisy Ridley has a new film. Um, it may be out now. She's been Ophelia. all over the place promoting it. Shakespeare, it's right? It's Shakespeare. Naomi Watts is in it. Well, we're the Shakespeare it's like a weird, of, updated version, but not. We're the um, Shakespeare of Star Wars podcast. We'll be appreciated when we die. <laughs> um, <laughs> Stupid. Anyway, she's been out promoting it, and of course, nobody wants to hear about Ophelia. They want to know about Episode Nine and the Rise of Skywalker. Ophelia and Ophelia, 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 Ophelia is so bad for you. So, <laughs> uh, anyways, while out promoting. You know, she's she's talked about how you know this is this is all about the the, the closing of the saga. Um, um, Boy, she had some clickable quotes, didn't she? Ending the nine, uh, the, the, the all the, the the nine episodes. Um, God, how she does it for it she, this, she's, the she's, end of the she's, Skywalker she's saga. Done, is the quote. You know, she thinks she's done. You know, for the foreseeable future with Star Wars, and she she assures fans that. Um, um, they that, will be satisfied. That that, that, that J.J. Abrams has has um, taken the steps to um, make sure that the fans know that um, who who's Ray's parents are and, and what's going on there, and that they they will be satisfied. Um, you know, she also sympathized with the fans out there and understanding why maybe a um, you know episode eight let them down a little bit because of how long they had grown certain characters in that film and how maybe that character in that film was not what they imagined and she could understand why they would be upset um what else why would you even ask her that who cares not that not like i don't care what daisy ridley has to say uh, like, well, yeah. like daisy can, can you understand why star wars fans are mad dude if i was daisy Ridley, i'd be like dude grow up get over it get over it Stoke Series Rebels. Stoke Series Rebels. Stoke Series Rebels. You playing Rebels. a bass? You playing a bass? Stoke Series Rebels. You playing a bass that sings your voice Stoke when you play? Stoke Series Rebels. Steve, what do you think of what Daisy Ridley said? I think that Daisy can't really say much. <laughs> and she can't be like, you know, Ryan was just the greatest. He's a real artist. I don't know what else to say yeah. because I can't really say anything. Would you like to ask me a question about my movie called Ophelia? Yeah, I mean, 
bless all these lovely actors' heart when Look. they go out and do these press tours. It was the same thing with Adam Driver in The Dead Won't Die. It's going to be the same thing with whatever movie Oscar Look, Isaac's got coming out. And I know I texted you and we talked offline. When's Adam's family come out? Because that'll be Oscar, That's Oscar I Isaac. No, I think Oscar's had a movie um, when he did the, 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 the Netflix movie with Garrett Hedlund and Ben Affleck and, and all of that. Oh, them. yeah. He, he, that one. Um, listen... Uh, Oscar always has very positive, very vibrant things to say. John's always very positive, very vibrant, very high. They all have very, the, those guys in particular have very good energy. Um, I will say my feelings when I see Adam and Daisy and, and Mr. Mark Hamill this round. I don't know if it's sort of the fatigue that we sort of already have talked about at countless sure. end on this show and even in today's episode about the exhaustion from the fandom. I don't know if it's sort of they're exhausted with the fandom or if maybe they're just- We're projecting Or we're on projecting them. Yeah. on them. Uh, but I have to be honest, like I see the Daisy interviews and I see in regards to Star Wars, I see the Mark Hamill interviews in regards to Star Wars recently when he's promoting other things. And I don't, get the same level of excitement and energy that I get from Oscar or, or, or Boyega when they're confronted with episode well, nine stuff. So here's the thing. But, but to finish my point is, um, I can't, they, they definitely don't seem, like Mark for sure doesn't seem as like playful as he normally is and is like, oh, there's a microphone, let me talk in front of it. They're definitely, and Daisy, there definitely seems to be sort of a, I'm ready to be done. I don't know that I would say it feels like I, I, that, yeah, yeah. I, I feel so that I don't, I, I don't know if it's because of whatever happened. You're ready to be done, or they're ready the to be, yeah. or because maybe a, all the toxicity that got, whether or not you really believe that it's this bigger thing, or if it's just like a headline. Um, if if the toxicity and fandom got to them, I, I I don't know which one it is, but there definitely seems to be a listen. They're humans. Less than enthusiastic. They're humans. They're not. They're not. They're not blind and deaf to what's going on on Twitter at any given time. Also, I don't think it's that important to them. I don't think they really care. Here's what I would say. I think it's probably somewhere in the middle. There's pro. I would say you're probably like a lot of fans. Right when. Someone who's super excited for the possibility of Raylo sees Daisy talk about even the slightest chance that she is for Raylo or against it. Or against it, it melts the internet. If Adam Driver smiles at the thought of Kylo being redeemed, it's melting the internet. They're under such a microscope that I think they're more over that and not being able to talk about stuff than they are to the brand itself. I don't think Daisy, Mark, I don't think Mark, I don't think Mark, Mark loves Star Wars. He loves Luke, Luke Skywalker's baby. I don't think Mark was particularly happy with the way Luke was portrayed in The Last Jedi, but that's not Mark's decision to make. It's the writer and the director and the development executives like, the, those were the ideas they set forward, and it Mark, it's Mark's job to portray the story that is given to him. He doesn't agree with Luke Skywalker's direction. It is what it is. He's clearly in nine. He's in the Vanity Fair shoot. 
I think Mark is going to be present in this movie. Do I think Luke is going to have a giant role? I hope so, because Luke's my favorite character. Will he have a giant role? Probably not. He probably is a force ghost. And I'm, re oh, it'd be so awesome if he was like a Gandalf the White type of figure that transcended even the force ghost. And he comes back and him and Rey fight together as a squad against Kylo and Palpatine. And then Palpatine, it, or then Palpatine becomes so evil and he's, he's harming Luke and Rey. And Ben fucking looks at Luke and... Luke says, I'm sorry, I failed you, Ben. And Ben looks and says, I'm a Skywalker, and the three of them go at Palpatine, and the three of them fight Palpatine. That might be rad. It might happen. That could be fan fiction trash. I don't know. But I just think specifically Ray, Adam, and Mark, those three. Daisy. I'm sorry. Uh, sorry, Mark. Adam and Daisy those three more than any other characters can't talk about a damn thing that happens in those movies because Ray's lineage will always be in question mm -hmm. even though most of the fans are for the idea that she is a nobody and when Daisy Ridley says stuff like they're going to explore my parentage for some people that means oh all that means is that we're just going to find out who they are they're still not important you know, some people say, yeah, JJ's going to undo what Ryan did. It's like cognitive dissonance is a hell of a drug. When you want to hear something, vague statements will always support your argument. That's why it's never good to only consume media and news that lean towards your political opinion. It's it's in your best interest. Not to, just political, just your opinion. It, yeah, it's in your best interest to hear differing opinions, even if they're wrong. Even if it's like, I fundamentally disagree with you. And I'm not saying go listen and believe stuff. I'm saying you need to hear it for yourself so that you can actually understand what the op opposing side. And I'm not talking about... I'm not talking about politics. I'm talking solely about like something as small and insignificant in, as what happens in the next Star Wars movie. And I think if you're looking for what you're looking for in any of these press releases, you'll find it. You'll find it. Like that's how they're designed. I hear I hear Mark Hamill's back and what do I go? Oh, it'd be really cool if he like got to be Luke Skywalker with Rey and the two of them fought together. Well, I get it. Probably not. Some people hear Palpatine's back and they go, oh yeah, baby, Darth Bane is back, baby. The Sith, man. The rule of two. She, man. She, she baby. I love Palpatine. We're getting clones. We're getting all the, it's all back, baby. Anakin's back. Like, that's what happens. And it's, I think they, the three of them, they can't talk about anything specific. So whatever mood you're in, it's kind of what you attribute to yeah. what they're talking about. If I, if I came out and was like, hey guys, in the most mundane tone, and you're in a bad mood or you're feeling insecure, you might be like, oh, why is Alex in a bad mood with me? Right? We always, you and I always talk about mm -hmm. that. It's like, oh, it's my own shit. Sorry. Mm -hmm. And I think that's just what's happening with the three of them. Like, I think you're right. I think there is, a, I think there's a fatigue there, but I think it's a fatigue from the sense of like, stop asking me. I can't talk about it. Not like, 
I'm uninterested and I didn't like what I did, if that makes sense. Yeah. But I, I hear what you're saying yeah. and I see it too, but I think we're putting that on them sure. more than they're actually sure. putting that out there. For sure. For sure. All right, that does it for what happened in Star Wars news for the last two months. Now what happened that this I week? cherry picked. So now we're in the future and we're going to talk about what happened pretty much today. Okay. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. So, Alex, in the first Star Wars A New Hope, we got a Stormtrooper. Mm-hmm. And then in Star Wars Empire Strikes Back, we got the Snowtrooper. Mm-hmm. And in Star Wars Return of the Jedi, we got the Biker Scout Trooper, right? Yeah. Don't ask me to name all of the different... Like in, in episode one, Phantom Menace, we got the battle droids. Is that what mm-hmm. they're called? Battle droids would battle be the droids. ones. Yeah. Then in Attack of the Clones, we got our first look at the clones. The original the clone. The original like, clone. We'll call them Clone One. Clone One. And then in Revenge of the Sith, there it's was like some like two. colors and stuff no, the helmet changed. The, the helmet, helmet changed. changed but yeah. We got like some yellow. It basically was like some red. Some clones purple. looked more like Mandalorian, Boba Fett, and then Clone Two looked closer to a stormtrooper. It slowly evolved towards the stormtrooper we got in. Anyways, we got our in episode first seven. Order. We got our first order. We got trooper. a couple troopers. We got a flame trooper. We got a basically first order flame snow. Yeah. And Rogue One, we got a shadow trooper or death squad trooper. De- death death trooper. We got a death trooper and and the scarif trooper. The yes, we got the scarif and the hover tank pilot. and the hover tank pilot. And then in Solo, we got the range uh, trooper. Range troopers. The pimp trooper with the yes. fur. Yes, we. <laughs> with the boots, with the fur. Yeah, pimp trooper, uh, and then you got trooper. the mud trooper. And we got the mud trooper and the mimbian trooper, the mimbian something like that. Soldier, muddy trooper, like that. Dirty trooper. And now we've got the first order trooper, the flame trooper, the Praetorian guard. And then in episode eight, we got the Praetorian guard troopers. Um, well, episode nine, we are getting the Sith trooper, and it is. Bright red. It is <laughs> lipstick red. It is Ferrari red. Corvette red. It's actually darker than Corvette red, but um, or Ferrari red. Yeah, it's like Ferrari red, right? No, you know, it's more of a crimson. It's like the Kia Soul red. Yes, it is like the Kia Soul red. It's like my it's chemical like a romance red. red. It's like that Doritos bag. Yeah, it's it's um. It's dark red. It's crimson. Yeah, it's it's crimson. That's a. That's it's a crimson. Crim- Anyways. Uh, it was announced, uh, San Diego Comic-Con, by the time this thing airs, San Diego Comic-Con will have already happened. Will it's, it have? Isn't this, it's this weekend. Is it? San Diego Comic-Con is this weekend. Yeah. Oh. July, it's my birthday weekend, so it's July, uh... I thought it was next weekend, the 20th. No, I believe it's this weekend. Oh, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think um, it is, but you just I, had a baby. Yeah, it's this weekend because, uh, some of the tickets to the thing I'm trying to offload... People have denied me because they will be in San Diego. Ah, gotcha. For said Comic Con, Con, Comic Con. It's called Comic Con. Comic Con. That's what it's called. You're fired. Oh, jeez. Welcome back, guys. Uh. uh anyways, uh, Hasbro announced um, a Black Series Black figure. Series Funko figure. announced a pop. Funko pop. We're Side getting some shirts, some hats, some stuff. Anyways, um, we got a Sith trooper. He's all red. He's got some details. A lot of textures going on. A lot of people have been like, "Oh my God, it's harking back to." Um, clone, trooper. clone trooper gear. Uh, yeah, there's definitely a lot going on here. It, um, the red aside, we'll get in on that in a second. In terms of the armor itself, it's definitely like a hodgepodge of pieces from like the entire 
spectrum of all the troopers that we yeah we went through. It's like a super trooper. Yeah. It's like all it's like all the cool stuff, the Apple. Apple product style of the first order with a little bit of clone trooper helmet thrown a in there. A little bit of a hover tanky, a little, little bit of a Like a little death trooper thing going on there. It's like yeah. a lot of little like the cool gritting texture on it. Like there's lots of cool stripes on like yeah. sort of like he looks like he like you took his helmet and you rubbed it along a cheese grater. Like it's cool. Yeah. The actual armor is very it's cool. It's very cool. I don't know how I feel about the... Um, oh, I know how I feel the, about the, the red. The, the, the 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 camera record button light red. Would you like me to say what I think of that? Um. Yeah. It's so bad. It's like legit bad. It's so bad. The armor is super cool looking. The red is so dumb. I have been. But to be fair, you are over, over the black and red scheme, dude. Color schemes. I am so over black and red color schemes. Like there are other ominous color schemes than black and red like what is this my chemical romance circa 2004 like i'm, I'm not okay oh man i just got a all black outfit with the red tie when i was a young boy my father took me into the city to see the black parade. No, no, no. And again, I love all that music. Don't get me wrong. I loved it. And black and red was rad in 2004. And I even wear buffalo plaid black and red shirts all the time. Absolutely. But like, here's a novel thought. Captain Phasma looked really cool. What if it was like red chrome? Or like just the texture was like red and then the whole thing was black or chrome. Or like what if you inverted it and it was black with the white underneath it? Or how about this? It's all black with red detailing inside it. It's just something about the like. It's too much. The red, it's just like. It's too much. It's super lazy. It just feels like a really lazy design choice. It's too choice. much and listen, there's a ton of people out there that They'll love like, it there's, there's a ton of people that love it and if you love it like that's awesome fuck yeah awesome fantastic i'm not shitting on you for loving it um but you got a whole other people out there that are like oh they're just out here to make an easy another easy toy and they don't have to do anything but change a goddamn color and print the plastic molds and blah 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 and this and that i'm gonna tell you right now you need to get a life <laughs> you need to get a life if that's like what's really busting your balls. Like, you need to go hang out with the bagel guy. <laughs> bagel guy rules. Go hang out with bagel, bagel guy. Guy's all right? Bagel guy's nuts. Bagel guy's nuts. Bagel guy has a whole YouTube channel where he like goes to 7-Eleven and like... Causes problems? Causes problems. Okay, here's the thing. If I ever turn into bagel guy, can you tell me? Oh, you'll know before you're bagel cool. guy. I don't want to be bagel guy. You won't be bagel guy. Don't worry. Don't but worry. Like, I don't know. Again, like again, we were talking about how excited we're going to be and how we don't have opinions and maybe my opinion doesn't matter. I, it doesn't matter. Mm -mm. I'm just like, the Coca-Cola can trooper is <laughs> like waiting for the Arabesque Coca-Cola logo across the chest. Yeah, he just looks like a NASCAR driver with the, <laughs> like, I don't know, I'm just like, it's just like lazy. Like, you listen, you and I. We just had the Praetorian Guards. It's, well, that's the other thing is it's like we just had the Praetorian Guards. Like, they did the, the Jedi Fallen Order, or not Jedi Fallen Order, but they did the Battlefront 2 black with the red detailing troopers. Yeah, and then you had like, the, um, the, these Purge troopers in Jedi Fallen Order are black and yeah, red. Yeah, like, it's, I'm looking over here and I think there's one behind me. It's like the Mandalorian poster. 
black and red. It's just like, like I'm just I'm I personally from an aesthetic place. I'm with you. I'm like ah. it, I'm over the black and red. Mm. I'm over it. I'm over it. I'm over the black series boxes. I'm just over it. Switch it up. But I also like cause our friend Ian who we sort of, the name Black Series Rebels began with us being on a text thread talking about Black Series figures. Like, Ian loves the clone troopers. Yeah. Anytime a new clone trooper was coming out in a Black like, Series figure, it, it. and it had like the green or the yellow or the red or the all green or the whatever, for me personally, I was always like, get that color shit off my stormtroopers. <laughs> yeah. Like, it looks like a little kid playing with, like they're drawing on their, with markers on their, their freaking brother's Stormtroopers. Personally, for me, I was always like, no, Stormtroopers are the black and white. Like, stop it. Stop yeah. it. That's just me. But I'm not, like, getting on the internet going, you're all wrong. You're ruining. Like, <laughs> clearly there's an audience for it. So if you're into it, you're into Leave it. Leave in the comments all your favorite colors of Stormtroopers for Steve. Steve, my favorites are, and then list all your favorite color troopies. I just save the colors for the lightsabers. That's all I'm saying. I actually, my favorite of all the troopers is actually, the of the new ones, is the Scarif Trooper. Yes. Because it was super interesting yes. within the visual language of Scarif. Yes. So it looked really cool amongst that beach. And I'm just like, like, here's the thing. Here, here's what I'll say. Black and red was rad in the throne room scene. Mm -hmm. Because you had Snoke's gold robe and you had Rey's blacks and grays and Kylo's black outfit. And then the matching, this really monochromatic Praetorian guard on top of it. And there, it was so cool. Plus the red on red with the- The red on red with the curtain. It was all like the, the throne room, rad. Oh, okay, okay. Like I'm good. And then the weird thing is, is I look at the like the colors in the uh, the 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 Rise of Skywalker trailer. I love because like oh my gosh, it's so like earthy, earth, earthy, and just like outside outside end or earth tones. And then I'm just like Sith trooper, black and red, and I'm like, oh, like that's the thing. So now that brings me to there's a lot of hubbub, a lot of hubbub, and this brings me to the but what does it mean, Alex? Everyone's got their knickers all in a bunch because what is Sith? What mean? is what is Sith? Why are these Sith troopers? Why is a trooper called a Sith? What does it mean? Why are they Sithy? What is it happening? Is it because Palpatine and his laugh? Does that mean it's a bunch of clone Palpatines under the armor of the Sith troopers? Are the Sith taking over? Are there more than two? What is happening? Connect the dots, triangles, <laughs> dots, circles, lines everywhere. Is you know, what does it mean? You know Alex? the gif of Ray, Raven chewing gum. Yeah, that was you right now. Yeah. Uh, boy, has it sent Twitter in like. Whew, I'm sure there are Reddit threads upon Reddit threads explaining all of this. Even our lovely editor, Pete, was like, there he had a Sith Trooper in the Knights of the Old Republic. Why they need to change it? And we were just like, get out of here, Pete. <laughs> Nerd. Get out of here, Pete. <laughs> Give him a wedgie, shove him out the door. No, no, I, I just, I... Okay. You want to know what I think these guys do in the movie? Usa. Why are we usawing? We're supposed to be stoked. Because I'm took, worked up. You know I'm what it is? Up. We I'm took, stoked. We took two months off, and we this is our first day back at the gym in two weeks, and it's really hard. I don't hate red. 
but like, come on. I was just laughing because I was like, I hate black and red. <laughs> I was laughing at myself because I'm such a hypocrite. I hate black and red. And then I'm like, nah, man. No, got, man. Got some other color. Nah, man. No, no, no. I, I, I don't want to feel, because I'm totally not grumpy about the idea of the Sith Troopers, but I'm also just like, they do this every movie. Remember the Executioner? What's he do? He literally does this. Tunk. Tunk. Remember the Riot Trooper? What's he do? He does this. And as a traitor, and as a and as a four minute, the ironically, the the most important, the only trooper to ever actually do something probably should have been Captain Phasma. Like traitor was the cool. He was the coolest troopy we've done, and it just got a cool baton. Just mixing some butter. Yeah, mixing some butter. <laughs> Like he punching a little donkey, like right here. Pow, pow, pow. Without the baton, it looks like he's a really bad puncher. Winding I, up his I, punch. I don't want to be the super grump about the red and black. I just, for me, I'm just like, why couldn't that have been gunmetal? Or like, not all black because we had the Death Trooper, but... No, how, but something as how about cool invert it? aesthetically like you said with the Scarif Trooper. Yeah, like, like... We hadn't seen something like that yet. What if they were like old? What if these were actually old clone mods that we hadn't seen and they didn't look slick? And then it really is this thing. It's like, no, no, these are like Palpatine super soldiers or whatever. Maybe that's what they end up being. The reason why they're, maybe they're called Sith troopers because, and, and I'm just like, I think they're called Sith troopers because they needed a cool name for them and they call them Sith troopers and they probably fight alongside Palpatine. But then I'm like, where do they come from? It's just not, it's like, uh, I guess I just like, I, I don't know. I don't really care. I, I don't know. I don't really care if, if you were to ask me like, Steve, where do you, what do you think's going on with the Sith Troopers? Uh, the first thing that comes to my mind is like, I don't know, Kylo's a tension whore, tension hungry, you know, lame fucking kid that now has the keys to the goddamn castle and is like, they're not, the First Order's dead. I'm in charge now. We're not and a I'm a Sith. And it's the Sith Order. It's not the First Order. So you all are getting a paint job and you're called Sith Troopers now. And like, like again, to earlier, like, it seems like they got a lot to accomplish in this movie. It's a lot going and, on, and man. I got to be honest with you. I personally don't think that I'm, if I was in charge of things... I would spend my time figuring out, you know, what what pieces are still on the board, and probably not like I may have like a new colored tro color looking trooper in it, but like I'm not really gonna spend time explaining a backstory on it. It's just gonna be there. And, yeah, like, I think it's just there, and you're not gonna hear anybody call it a Sith trooper. I think it's just... the, it's a, it's a great it's a great Comic Con exclusive because yeah. it's a trooper and it ties into what they always do, which are like new troopers for each movie. I love it. I love that idea of it. The red box looks cool. Hasbro nailed it with the toy. This is not a criticism of any of that. I think for me, it's just more like, boy, oh boy, we got a lot to wrap up in this movie. The last thing I really care about is like, why are they Sith Troopers? And I really hope yeah. we're not spending 30 minutes of this movie and on I don't Sith think, Troopers. And I'm going to tell you right now, we're not going to. No. We're they're not gonna, going to. They're going to show up, they're going to do something cool, and that's going to be and that. I, and that's going to be it. And and you guys can go out there and, and speculate and, and try and build up a backstory, but I'm going to tell you right now, 
Steve is on a good one. We're today. not. We're not. Steve's gonna, on a good one. He's. We're had, not gonna get. I'm not angry. I'm he's just, got that baby energy. I'm that, not that, angry. <laughs> I'm just letting you know, like, have if we've learned anything from the previous two true. installments of this we saga, have it. like, expect the unexpected. There's just cool sh- looking shit to just be cool looking shit that yeah. quite frankly doesn't really need a backstory. And you know what? Little secret. Same thing goes for the prequels, and the same thing goes for the original trilogy. Yeah. There was just some cool-looking shit to just be some cool-looking Just a shit. reminder. But hey, I'm sure, reminder. In, I'm sure in some book, at some point in the lead-up to the rise of the the the, the Skywalker or, and, and whatnot, I'm sure that there some author will write an entire novella about what a Sith Trooper is and how it came to be, and, and everybody's going to love it. Just a reminder, Boba Fett died in the Sarlacc pit. The coolest, everyone's favorite character got hit in the back with a stick, and he flew into the air and went, ow! Literally, Boba Fett, Boba Fett, where? Dead. So, just remember, and Phasma, perfect example. Cool, but, like, totally underutilized, and I, I think that's the same thing with these troops. They look cool, everything except the red. I yes. just wish it was another color. Yes. I just wish it was another color. Hey, I'm, guys, I know. Part of the fun of Star Wars is the speculating and the connecting of the dots and the triangles and the strings and the circles and all of that. And so I apologize if I offended you. I'm just saying. Subscriber count just dropped 500 no. <laughs> this week. No. We got more. Are you kidding we, actually we still have more about... news to go if Ugh. they're still here. Like, God bless them. We were gonna uh, anyways, re- part of the San Diego Comic Con thing is, um, you know, how we kind of went through the evolution of the Stormtrooper. There's going to be an evolution of the Stormtrooper sort of exhibit uh, at San Diego Comic Con. And then following th- that, it'll be like sort of every incarnation of a trooper um, will be there. And you'll be able to see it and take photos and all that stuff. Um, that'll be cool. That'll be cool. And then that will be making another appearance. Later this summer, I believe it's like August twenty third. A month later, August twenty third at D twenty three. Which, if you don't know what D twenty three is, D twenty three is Disney. The corporation Disney has their own convention with all their own stuff. You may recall on uh, previous years, um, Galaxy's Edge sort of made its big debut and announcement there with a big model and whatnot. Um, Star Wars this year is going to have its own little pavilion at D23 uh, where they will also be showcasing this sort of evolution of uh, Stormtrooper. There's a uh, Galaxy of Adventure stuff. There's that. There's going to be a Rise of Skywalker. Uh, I think like a little featurette, maybe a little BTS thing. Not, no, no. It, uh, let's. Like, I'm gonna stop you there. Okay. It's gonna be a BTS thing. Oh, okay. I don't want to hear anyone talking about it being a trailer. I don't want to hear anyone talking about it being a TV spot. I don't want to hear anybody talking about anything other than the fact it's going to be a BTS spot. You're either gonna get it at Comic Con as a surprise, but you're not going to. You're gonna have to wait till D23, and it's gonna be a BTS reel of. The Rise of Skywalker. And you'll see a lot of photos of a lot of footage of Annie Leibowitz taking photos. It's going to be it's gonna open with a legacy actor or Daisy Ridley saying something along the lines like the end of the 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 Skywalker saga comes to the end. Bong. And then Kathleen Kennedy. Bong. And then JJ Abram. 
bong, and then some stuff's gonna blow up. Action! And then the music's gonna pick up a little bit. And then they're gonna be really excited. It's gonna, you're gonna see some stunts. You're gonna see something really cool. I bet you even see her do the flip over the lightsaber on the wires, just to really give you a bonus there. That's what it's going to be. We know what it's going to be. So let's just be patient and love it when it comes out. Let's not assume. Because you know what happens when we assume? We're going to assume. No. It's going to happen. No, it's not. It's going to happen. I will say, there's been a really nice sort of like, when's a we haven't had a lot of that yet. Are we going to get a trailer? Are we going to get a trailer? I think people have kind of learned that you are not getting another Rise of Skywalker trailer until Monday Night Football in October. So you might as well just be patient for Mando stuff and the... BTS. Speaking of Mando stuff, you're also going to get a Mandalorian featurette. You're going to get exactly what everybody saw at Celebration, but it'll now be for everybody and it'll be a little shorter. That's it. Yeah, if I had to assume that, that's exactly... You're going to get the exactly trailer that we saw at be. Celebration, you're not going to get the scene, and you're going to get the BTS thing. Um, speaking of Mondo, it was reported this evening, a uh, little bit of a rumor report that... Uh, dope director. He's also a director on, I think, one or two episodes of The Mandalorian. Uh, and I'm going to totally screw up this last name. I am an unprofessional. Um, director Rick Famuyiwa. F A M U Y I W A. I apologize. Um, anyways, Rick is in talks to direct some of the Cassian episodes, which apparently are. Um, about to start filming any day now. Radical. That's awesome. Yeah. I feel like I am ready for a consistent stream of live action Star Wars content to watch. I'm super. I'm excited for the rise of Skywalker. I'm. This is my own personal opinion. I'm a little nervous with what we've seen so far. I'm just worried there's yeah. a lot going on. Yeah. I, and it's not, dude, I'm gonna be so stoked for that movie. And again, I'm probably just projecting the amount of like negativity around Star Wars. And there's really not a lot of negativity around, just the amount of negativity on the internet around Star Wars. And it's like, I'll be ready for that movie to have some kind of positive hype around it, just for them to start really kicking up the hype train, because I think it needs it in a way that The Last Jedi didn't need it. I think people were really excited for The Last Jedi, but I think it's gonna need a stronger push than The Last Jedi did. But what I will say, and it's not because I am excited more for the Mando, but I got so excited for Stranger Things this round, because I didn't really care for the last season of Game of Thrones. It's like, fine. It was kind of a bummer. I just didn't feel like it was really executed that well. It was just kind of lazy. Um, we don't need to get into that. But I was I got really excited for Stranger Things because it was like eight hours of kind of something that you already can watch at home. I just really, and I prefer movies, but it was really nice to have sort of like blockbuster level content that you can just watch on your couch. And I think... I'm more excited right now in this moment. Give me the PJ's in comfort food. But not even like, honestly, like you and I can meet up and watch this every week and have like guy time or go call up Alex Rubens and be like, yo, dude, where are we watching? Mm -hmm. Let's go to your place and let's all watch Mando, Mando and order pizza. Like I'm kind of looking, we've never had Star Wars like that. And that I'm really excited for. So... Thinking about Cassie, and that sounds cool. I like the idea of getting a little bit of like bingeable 
Star Wars content, but not even bingeable, just like water cooler Star Wars content. A more steady stream of stuff to just kind of be into and be excited about. The movies will always be precious, but you're talking to some dude, I saw Avengers Endgames four times in the theater. I see every movie multiple times. How many times have you seen Far From Home? Only once, but that's just because uh, of just being stressed with Cap and things like that. My, my dog, life stuff. But like, the, I think, this is going to sound really weird coming from me. Got a little blockbuster fatigue right now. And you know that's a big deal coming that's from me. That's a big deal. I see, I, I've had it for a while. Yeah. I see everything. Yeah. And, I, and, and here's the thing. I also see every indie movie. Yeah. I see it all. I love movies more than anything. And if I'm getting blockbuster fatigue, boy, I can't imagine what just yeah, the was, average audience viewer is getting right now. Yeah, you know, I... I'm just like... Well, I'm nervous. I'm nervous for Rise, and I don't know if I'm nervous because... Again, and this same, sounds And this sounds terrible. I don't know if I'm still licking my wounds from being a part of the online whatever you want to call it... And so I don't know if I'm like just apprehensive and just sort of like nervous to enjoy just going it and love in it. with like yeah. the worst just of like I have zero expectations and like if you wow me great and if you don't like I'll just move on I'll talk about it on the show and like, I am nervous I'm not gonna allow it to uh, here's the deal I'm nervous I allowed on. the internet and Twitter post the Last Jedi to ruin it for you no I allowed it to affect me on a emotional level personally. With interactions and different things in whatever you want to call it, that it it, it it made certain aspects of the Star Wars experience for me tedious. Uh, it makes me not tedious. It just ma- I'm just like I'm a little scared of it. I'm like I don't know. Yeah, like, you know what it is. And like, I know I said playing with fire, but it's like I don't. I see the red blinking button. I don't know that I want to push it. Yeah, you know what it is. It's a little bit of that like. And you know, boy, this is a very therapeutic, nice episode. But like, I am nervous to have this era of Star Wars come to an end again. Because this is the end of the Skywalker saga, as we know it, for for, for now. It'll come back. I think it'll come back in about five years. And they'll start to be like Avengers, where it's like the big... The big episode films come out. Anyway, that that doesn't matter. But Disney likes billions of dollars just too much. I think I'm just... I'm nervous that I'm going to fall into the same trap of The Last Jedi, which is where like I let other people's negative opinions of something and even positive opinions of something ruin my ability to have an opinion on something i love the last jedi a lot actually and it's weird i haven't turned on a star wars movie i haven't watched a star wars movie since the last time i watched solo at home which would have been our live stream of the first time we saw solo first time we watched solo at home i haven't watched a star wars movie since and I think a little bit of that is because it's like I have it's like bringing your work home with you. Yeah. And I don't like that. Yeah. I don't like that Star Wars feels like that for yeah. me. 
Star Wars for me is should be this magical experience. And what's great is we I actually got that experience. We're going to talk about it in our review section. This is a long episode. You're welcome. We've been gone for two months. You're getting getting good stuff. But like, I guess I'm nervous that. Here's the thing. I text Alex Rubens the other day when Sith Troopers came out. He was so stoked. And that's not the dude to be stoked about something like that. He was stoked. And I said, man, I'm nervous. It's not going to be good. And he went, there's no way it's bad. Star Wars movie. Even the worst Star Wars movies we love because they're Star Wars movies. He's like, so who cares? And he, he's absolutely right. He's 100% right. What do I care what the rise of Skywalker ends up being. What do I care what happens in it? All I should care about is that I live a privileged enough life to where one of the things that's stressing me out is whether or not I like the rise of Skywalker. Amen to that. You know what I mean? Amen maybe to maybe that. that was like the, yeah. maybe that was, it took a lot of therapy today to get to that. But if the worst thing in my life is I'm worried about whether or not I like the rise of Skywalker, things are pretty awesome right now. Everything's gonna be okay. Yeah. Everything's gonna be okay. Um, what else we got here? That's just like what else we got here? Uh, oh my god! Oh, so um, Galaxy's Edge opened. Yes, and we will get into that. But um, as you may or may not know, there are two rides at Galaxy's Edge. There is um, Smuggler's Run, which is the Millennium Falcon ride, which is currently open in both Disneyland and Disney World's. <laughs> Galaxy's Edges, one in California, one in Florida, or one in Orlando, one in Anaheim. Um, and Rise of the Resistance has not opened yet. Well, this week we were treated to um, opening dates for Rise of the Resistance. Um, it will be opening in Orlando, Florida at Disney World first. It's going to open on December 5th at Disney World. Oof. It will then open on January 17th of 2020 in Anaheim and with it we got a really cool poster, poster for the ride yeah um, I think we're gonna hear more about it at D23 I think this is sort of the pre I think you're gonna get some actual real like ride get footage some, I think we're gonna get some real ride footage like the commercial of the ride I think like, so but more so of what to expect like the details like you it. know the the commercials that I don't know about you guys but uh, I've I've been home a lot watching a plethora of Television with, with your, my wife and your newborn. Uh, while we're tending to a newborn, I have I have I have gone back. I've actually turned off my. I've gone from my Apple TV to my actual cable, to, which I don't watch cable. I don't. I only have it for certain subscriptions to so I can on my Apple TV log in listen, to the app subscription. I don't ever. When you're trying to swallow, so, you got you, you know, need well, something. Well, I mean, we're watching Jeopardy. We're watching Wheel of Fortune. I'm watching your your wife Sarah like. Every commercial break for The Bachelorette is Sarah doing Eminem's. Every time Steve sees that commercial, he goes, Alex is taking me to dinner, (laughs) is what Steve hears. Um, Anyways, along with seeing your lovely wife every commercial break. If you guys are wondering, that's my lovely wife in the Eminem TED Talk commercial. (laughs) With the caramel. Which, by the way, tried the caramel Eminem. The orange guy who goes, don't like it. Orange. Sarah gets mad because I tell her Orange Eminem is a funnier actor than she is. <laughs> she Anyways, doesn't watch this. So she... um, I'm, I think that, have you seen, like, the, the, the other commercials is for uh, Galaxy's Edge. 
and it's actual footage of people like in the ride and pushing yeah, yeah. the controls. I've seen the commercial. And seeing all of that. Yeah. I'm wondering if we're going to get more footage attuned to people in the ride. No, I think so. As opposed to you and I like aligned. first order troopers like get down. It's going to be both. Like, I think it's yeah. going to be both. I think you're going to get kind of a little, you're going to get like a, here's what I, if I take a guess of like what a commercial for Rise of Resistance would be, it would be like, you know, a little kid in like an X-Wing outfit saying like, come on. And then like troopers, dun, dun, da, da, dun. They like run in yeah. and then you see There's them, like you see them on the transport. Dun, 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 you dun, see dun, the dun. Then you see Kylo Ren like swing at the camera and yeah. it says Rise of Resistance coming, yeah, coming soon. December or whatever. Yeah. That's yeah. what I think it'll be. It'll be like a cool sort of like, remember the, the really cool, um, was it a Honda commercial? You know, the one where the kids, the little girl, the little, little not the Volkswagen one oh, okay. with the Vader kid. But about, there was one where a little girl was like Ray, and they were like, "Come inside now, sweetie." And she's like, "Okay." And you saw her playing in like her backyard, and it was just like her as Ray, like fighting Kylo Ren and like fighting stormtroopers with mm -hmm. Chewie and BB-8. I wonder if it was the. Um, it was like Nissan or something like that. Was it Nissan or was it the? Um the Jedi Challenges VR no. thing. No, 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 no. It was for like a massive company. It was one of your typical like some company just, or like Walmart. Because there's that one and then there's the one that's the power, or the radio flyer, land speeder. No, no, no. This is literally just like okay. a collaboration brand where it was like Nissan, Star Wars. Rogue, whatever. Rogue, whatever. coming to theaters now. Okay. Like it was just a Star Wars themed commercial for a product. Okay. And they were like, hey, can we market your movie while we also market our yeah. new car? It was something like that. Leave in the comments if you remember what the hell we were, like what commercial that was, but it was really cool. I think it's gonna be something like that, like a kid actually living their Star Wars fantasy. It'll probably be something like that. Uh, in terms of the dates, I'm thrilled that it's in January. Oh yeah, but I'm also laughing because I gotta point this out. The dates came out, and all anybody said was like, "Either why is it why is it not opening in in, in Disneyland first? And then the other side of it was California can't get everything first. And it just was this weird like, "Are we excited for the ride, or is there this weird like Florida v California?" Disneyland, Disney World. Well, I, I was really shocked. I didn't know that there was this like. Pick a side. Well, I mean, obviously I have a side in this fight. Absolutely. So, so if this is a battle I have to have, apologies for anybody from Florida that likes the show, but like, yeah, we make the movies. So, you know, if they want to put the ride here first, let the Imagineers who work on it enjoy their ride first. Like, I don't mean to be, I'm not being a dick. Say, which park was open first? I'm not, but I mean, it's not. I'm going to tell you right now, Disneyland's better than Disney World. I think everybody that has the done Magic Kingdom at Disneyland, at Disneyland dominates the dominates Mag the Magic Kingdom in Florida. The 1980s in a, filmed in front of a live studio audience look of <laughs> that Main Street. But I'm not saying Disney World's not rad. Disney World's oh, super cool. Oh, it's not cool. rad stuff. Disney World's rad. Like a Disney World's Indiana Jones stuff spectacular. Listen, love it. Disney World is awesome because there are tons of other really cool theme parks like dude animal kingdom is rad. i haven't been there since i was seven years old so it's so awesome and that yeti ride is sick and i haven't been able to do avatar because i don't give a f about avatar i don't care but like 
Hollywood Studios is, I think, and now that it has Galaxy's Edge, way cooler than California Adventure. Like Hollywood, like Studios is awesome. Disney World's super cool, but also like, let's be real. The reason Disneyland gets stuff first is because there's a little bit of legacy there. It's 30 years, like, or was it 20 years older? I don't know. Than Disney World, know. it doesn't matter. The reason Disney World's probably getting it first is because they're having some logistical problems at the one in Anaheim that because they started building it first, they're having to course correct and change. Florida's able to just do what's working at Disneyland faster. And they're probably like, oh, we're already in a position to make this work quicker. And just the infrastructure in Anaheim is different. Florida's like a compound of theme parks. When I went there in, uh, nine, I don't know, whatever. I was seven years old when I, went, I got to go to Disney World. So a lot's changed since then. But I remember at the time... Did you Disney go learn World, about puberty? Oh, I learned about puberty. I was really big into Roger Rabbit. Listen, and we like all get Roger Star Rabbit Wars stuff. first. You get to treat people um, about puberty. Someday, maybe I'll share the home videos of me with a broken leg being terrorized by my older siblings and being made to look like a real shitty child at seven years old. Uh, maybe some days those videos will come out and we'll, we'll pop them out here for you. But um, at that time, when Patty's I was, literally at, at emailing that time, that to when I was now. seven years old, no, because I have those tapes. Um, <laughs> at that time, when I was seven years old, I remember one of the biggest things that they, that they touted Disney, Disney World was that it was at that time the size of San Francisco. God knows how big it is. Yeah. Now. Well, San Francisco's a tiny city, so. But still, like. That's like saying. It's a theme park. I know, it's huge. But also, like, San Francisco, it's not that big. You could, you could get across it in a day. <laughs> you can get across it in a day. Easy. With a bike, you get across that in two hours. On those hills? Go around. Right along the bay. You do that cake. Take the Embarcadero. Cake. And ride from, ride from the Bay Bridge to the gate on a bike in about 40 minutes. No sweat. No, no. I, again, I, I don't want to argue about what's cooler. I just was shocked. I, when I saw this thing. When the, like, I was when I, I was up. dying because it was like, it was announced. And all the comments were West Coast. Yeah, if you guys are going to argue about something, argue about who's better, Biggie or Tupac. Like, just this weird, like... If you're going to argue about East Coast, West Coast stuff, argue about what's better, New York pizza or L.A. street tacos. Let's talk about the real issues plaguing the West Coast. Because, like, listen, Florida's cool. I like Florida. I like Disney World. It's really great. I find a ton of stories for my true crime television shows that I produce in Florida. Well, that's... But I also find that the other the other majority of them are in Orange County. Yeah. So, like, there's Ironically, a thing. Orange County... Florida is an entire state of Orange County. <laughs> it really is. Florida is literally the Orange County state. And Orange County is in California. So we're just the same. Just smaller. Why are we fighting? But here's what I will say. I'm thrilled that we're getting it after... Oh my God! You kidding me? January. January. Sounds what did I say? January seventeenth. Like guys, sounds rad. Fantastic. Rad. Thank mm. you, Disney. Oh, thank you. Y'all can't come thank back you. now because you guys came. I'm for really sorry, but I feel bad for everybody that booked tickets to come over Christmas vacation to come to finally experience 
Galaxy's Edge thinking Resistance would be open. Because let's be honest, they all made it seem like Rise was going to be open by like end of summer. Like, like in Here's the what, weeks, here, in like the two or three weeks leading up to Galaxy's Edge opening up, they made it seem like Rise was coming like end of July, end of August. I mean, I guess I would say I'm okay with January. I'm okay with January. I'm cool. You know, maybe you and I hop down on a Tuesday. Maybe check and it out. Wednesday, I don't know. We'll bring Harper. Grab It'll the be base. Good. Yeah, dude, that'd be, be sick. Good. It'll be good. You so ride I'm it. I'm just shots. standing there with Harper. Like, yeah. My turn. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Single rider just over yeah. and over. Yes. Sounds awesome. Fantastic. Speaking of Galaxy's Edge, this brings us to our next uh, segment. Our next segment, which wow. at this point I am scared to look to see how long we've been going for. I don't care. I love it. Um, but this we're just going to do this. a three-hour episode. And I'm going to get home and my baby's going to wake up and wife's gonna my wife's you. the one that's unfortunately going <laughs> to have to feed her and I, I will try my best to keep my eyes open. So, um, moving on. Uh, this is going to take us to our next segment. Why don't you kick things off? Well, Steve, do we go somewhere fun? Oh, we went somewhere fun. How many times do you go? I went once. How many times do you go, Alex? One, two, three. I wish four. we could rewind. Galaxy's Edge. I wish we could rewind to when <laughs> Galaxy's Edge was first announced. And I was saying, I'm and not going. This guy was like, I'm not going for the first year. I'm not going for the first year. Nope. I don't like lines. I'm not going for the first year. But then year. Matt Martin not told happening. me, Matt Martin told me, you're going to want to be there on that reservation joint because it's going to be dead. Boy, oh boy. So we got some we'll resis. We got a lot of friends that got some resis. So I think we're going to give this. Uh, the old Black Shoes Rebels review style. We're going to break down our trip to Galaxy's Edge with review. Okay, so we just spent 125 minutes catching up on Star Wars news, and we didn't even talk about the biggest news. The biggest piece of Star Wars news, which is Star Wars Galaxy's Edge opened to the public just a few weeks ago, but they had a month of reservations, mm -hmm. in which case the Black Series Rebels crew got to go check it out. If you can't tell, we've got some lovely got some, some lovely new additions to the set. Oh, we also have this guy. I don't even know if he'll make an appearance in this episode, but he'll just like, there, there he is. There he is. That's really cool. He's awesome. Let me see if I can make him do his thing. This is great for podcast content. <laughs> We're not getting a copyright strike against us. Oh my god, that. I love if we got a copyright strike. Uh, you used the salacious crumb laugh in uh, the minute number 45 on episode 70, minute number 133 or whatever. Uh, so yeah, we got to go to Galaxy's Edge. Got to go to Galaxy's Edge. You got to go... Four times. Four times. So the first time I went out with Jackie from Lantern Pin, she was nice enough to hook me up with a reservation. Got to go with her, and she had already been before. So I got... So she bestowed upon you the The knowledge was the bestowed. So I got the tricks of the trade from Jackie. When I went with Jackie, I got to do lightsaber, did the Falcon a couple times, got to do the Cantina, didn't do a droid, blue milk, the whole thing, basically everything but build a droid when I went with Jackie. She bestowed upon me the necessary skills to enjoy 
Galaxy's Edge as much as possible. Under the reservation system. situation. So we'll be talking about it from the reservation system because that's how we've experienced. It's very different now that just anyone can go willy-nilly through Batu. Mm -hmm. But this was very exclusive. This was the real deal. Sclusi. This was Sclusi. Scli Everyone who doesn't love Sclusi. Sclusies. Thank you, George. <laughs> then, after that visit, I went with you boys. Now I yes. went with you, Pete Ski, our editor, Cisco came along, and of course Ryan, the cameraman, who works on our, our higher end content. When we need to bring out the big guns, we call Ryan. And unfortunately, George wasn't able to go. George, George, was, was, George, was, George going was a little go. busy. George was a little busy. He'd already been to Batu a couple of times. He's like, ah, I invented it. No big deal. I invented Star Wars. So, because Jackie from Lantern Pins had bestowed upon me the knowledge we seek when experiencing Batu, you paid it forward. I paid it forward with what I would say, Steve, from a scheduling standpoint, I think I did pretty well. I gotta tell you, I was very impressed. So, I picked up Alex and Ryan at like 7.30 in the mm -hmm. morning. And we cruised down, and we were all on a crazy text thread for like the weeks leading up to this. And we had all decided we would meet at a certain place. So we were arriving. We, we rendezvous with Cisco. Now, if you don't know Disneyland, you park in a big high-rise structure. You take escalators down. Then you're typically going to go and stand in a security line. I'm going to pause you right here because they've opened that new tram stall, by the way. Okay. So it's awesome. So there's a tram stall, there's a whole thing, you get on a tram, you take this 10 minute thing on the outskirts of Disneyland to bring you to downtown Disney, and you make your way to the, the front area of the entrances of Disney and California Adventure. Now, here's where Cisco comes in clutch. We rendezvous with Cisco when we come down to the escalators. He's like, we bro, all I got like, the path. We're all about to go do the typical go through security, wait in the line, the whole deal, and Cisco's like, no, 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 no. Come with me. And we take the five minute walk that you can choose to do that takes you to the back end of downtown Disney. Now, I had forgotten there is a monorail entrance to Tomorrowland in downtown Disney, which Cisco was like, no, 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 we do this, which turns out because of Alex, we knew that we had to go into Disneyland, get to Tomorrowland to the what is the old innovations building and now is the Star launch Wars bay. launch bay. And that is where you go and your whole group has to be together. You check in, you get wristbands. Then you're supposed to make your way from there all the way to Critter Country, mm -hmm. which is quite a walk. Now, because of Cisco and his awesome smartness, we got to go on that monorail, boom, bam, boom. We're inside Tomorrowland, boom, bam, boom. We're right there at Innovations. We've got our things. We're at Critter Country, like, that. Yep. We even had time to stop for sticky buns and Dole Whips at like 8 o'clock in the morning. No, steam buns, not steam sticky buns. buns. Sorry. We steam got a little buns. bow. Got Cisco bow was on. like, I want to hit that bow joint. I was like, the what joint? Mm -hmm. Apparently there's a bow it's joint. what I call the Roy Choi play spot it's in... Choi uh, Boys. Choi Boys. Living that Choi Boy life. Boy, it's been a long two months. You yeah. guys, Troy Boy, that's our yeah, new thing. It's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. Don't worry, it'll Check catch out on, on Twitter. Pay your taxes. Pay your taxes, Choi. <laughs> Anyhow, um, we got there, and this is where Alex's clutchness comes in. So, here's the deal. Hardest thing to get to is the cantina. Everybody wants to do it. 
Don't know why, maybe because it's the best thing there. I knew how to get there. And I been hitting the gym a little quick. I'm light on my feet. I'm, I'm, I'm light on my feet. I'm efficient. Steve is the most efficient crowd walker ever. However, Steve has one, Steve has one thing on me that I, that I don't have, which is he is able to burl, barrel through. I'm more of a- Not violently. He doesn't, but, but you're a barreler. You're yeah. like, nobody's gonna get, not, you're like, no one's gonna, everyone's gonna move for me. Whereas I'm more of like a- Juking and jiving. So we're waiting. We're at a pretty good spot. It's they, what I call white guy in a mall at Christmas. It is white guy in a mall at Christmas, just on a mission, <laughs> trying to get those last minute gifts from Express. Last minute, like, outfit bath from Banana. Bath Body Works. Yeah, hitting up, yeah, Bath and Body Works. get that cucumber melon cucumber lotion. Cucumber melon <laughs> lotion. No, no, it's Christmas, you're getting the gift set. The gift set, baby. You get all, you're getting, you're getting body lotion. Let me get that hand sanding. Shampoo, condish, shampoo and condish combination. And then we're talking about all of it. That, that was always the spot you hit at Christmas time when you were like 14. Yeah. And you needed to get mom or your sister or no. girlfriend or yeah. something like. About to get my lady the greatest cucumber melon <laughs> gift set ever. About to hit it up. So I'm doing the cucumber bed, bath, and body works, trying to navigate the mall. So I beeline right for the cantina, knowing that we're going to get in there. The and whole time, the whole time, Alex is like, don't worry. You guys are going to do, we're, we all did the lightsaber thing. He's like, you're going to do the lightsaber thing. We're going to walk in. Just keep your eyes on me. And when I point, you go. Yeah. And it was like, I was in front of them probably like a good oh, 30 yeah, feet 30 by this feet, point. And there's people. And I'm on a mission. And I literally just do this. Here, here, here. And Steve's like, I hear you. I hear you. And then Steve turns into the like, the European. We're walking. The European we're walking, tourist. We're walking. We're walking. We're walking. <laughs> and they, they are like, boom, in the saber line to get their sabers. I am like 30 back from the canteen. I'm like. It's on, bros. We're in. I like. I know it. I'm like, we're totally in. Then, of course, we were so damn efficient that we ended up getting the exact same time. At the exact same time, the text goes through to Alex. Boom. Saber appointment, 12.50. Alex is like, boom, boom got the canteen at 12.40. Yeah. Like, and it was like, wait a second. Yeah. But this was the rad part. We walked up to a really nice lady and we we're just like, is it cool if we go in? And she's like, yeah, you can get in and out of there in 10, 15 minutes. Then we went up to the Sabre place, like, no Well, you deal. have to understand, you have to arrive. Um, 15 minutes before. You, you 15 have minutes. to arrive at the Sabre thing no later than your yeah. designated time because they're, they're moving people in and out of the Sabre experience left and right. And if you miss it, they're, they make it abundantly clear a ton of times. Like, if you, you miss it and you're not here right at that time, there's a very strong chance, like, I'm not going to be able to bring you in there. Yeah. And for that price point, for those sabers... You better make your saber You're not missing that damn appointment. So, so, but I think it actually ended up working quite nicely. So yeah. you had your saber appointment. You guys got to pick it out. You all picked... I was very proud of you. You all picked different paths for your lightsabers. You got... The, again, surprising. He went for the Sith track. See, but I don't want to call it Sith track. It like, was just, it was yeah, like. Look, I, I went with like, what was it? Power and control. Troll or something. Look, we will do a whole. We'll get all sabers. our sabers and we'll do a whole saber review on another episode. So stay but tuned for that. But you did, you did, everybody did their own tracks. You guys were really excited. We'll get to the sabers. But 
So, because it was 12, our thing was 11 to 3, correct? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Our, 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 our allotted window. appointment, yeah. So, we had a bit of time. We were in there at 11. We had basically had two hours. So, we went and got a Ronto wrap, got the little sausage got a little thing. Ronto wrap. I will say, got I've some Coke bombs. I've had both the breakfast Ronto wrap oh. and the lunch Ronto wrap. The breakfast Ronto wrap dominates really? the lunch Ronto wrap. The lunch Ronto wrap is not even in the same So league. the lunch Ronto wrap is basically a Taco Bell gordita, uh, gor chewy gordita tortilla filled with a... Fancy hot dog. I would say a Dodger dog. But like a spicy dog, like a dog. little bit of a spot, maybe a little, maybe a little bit of cayenne pepper in the the meat of the dog, followed by these very thin slices of shaved pork, shaved pork, roasted roasted poke. pork loin, maybe, um, and then you've got sort of a Korean marinated slaw on top. Yeah, with like a little peppercorn sauce or something. A little bit of like a little chipotle. Yeah, like a like a spicy Ronto sauce. Which Ronto yeah. was very cool. There's like a big giant pod race engine that like yeah. is cooking this alien meat. There's a little uh, droid that's like, I'm cooking. Yeah. I'm cooking. I, I would say that it was it was it was not gross. It was not terrible. It was just it was odd. I enjoyed it. But it's I don't it's odd. I don't disagree that the regular Ronto wrap is just okay. The breakfast Ronto wrap, on the other hand, is bomb. What's in the breakfast? Potatoes, eggs, cheese, and that that cayenne pepper hot and, dog. And the oh, and the hot and, dogs in it. Yeah, okay. with the with the, the wrap. So it's basically like a breakfast taco with the hot dog and the, okay. and the pita instead of tortilla. Very good with a little peppercorn. You see anybody just pull the the link out and. Have the old breakfast gordita? Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm sure probably. I'm sure Sarah probably Sarah might have done that. I mean, she she had a breakfast round wrap. Wasn't feeling it. No, no. But I, we're, we're gonna tell. I'm gonna tell you though what she did like. Okay. Um. So then we did a little bit of sh just quick shopping. Mm -hmm. You guys, we checked out the little like sort of the the alleyway of antiquities and shops like the the Star Wars themed toys, the creature stall. Like, it's very much like um. Like a bazaar, it's a bazaar, it's something a like like a, like a shopping area in like Cairo. Or... It, it reminds me of the. It's basically a, a Star Wars version of all the shops in Adventureland. Yes. So it's like Star Wars themed Adventureland shops, and you're kind of walking through, and it looks amazing. Mm -hmm. Like, if you take nothing from our review of Galaxy's Edge, it looks amazing. Like there was not enough time for me personally to. Just walk around and, and really take in all of the 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 details that I mean they 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 as John Hammond would say they spared no expense spared no expense in I, terms of their their attention to details it is like it's amazing in terms of it just being my wife bless her flatters my Star Wars obsession, but does love it because I love it. She was very into it. And it was really interesting to sort of see how she was like, I don't know what any of this is. Is this important? And I was like, not really. It's just a Star Wars land. She goes, okay, this is pretty cool. Like she was just liked all the things walking around the droids beeping the ships taking off all the ambiance yeah like the sounds like you're here like when you're entering 
You just hear uh, it. When, you're, lang, lang. when you're entering, you're sort of in this like, what I would consider like a, almost like a, you're, you're coming to the end of a hiking trail towards an entrance, it feels like. Um, well, it depends which entrance you go in. The main entrance, you'll enter into the first order side of the park, which will just look like first order Star Wars stuff. Okay. If you enter where we came in, we're entering through the back way of the resistance base, which would be where yeah, Rise of the Yeah, it's sort of like fieldy and, and, and um, uh, I don't want to, like succulents maybe. I don't know. It's really crazy the, 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 the flowers and the plants and the things that they chose. They just did a they, very good job of choosing stuff you don't see very often yeah, but, on but, Earth. But works in, under the Southern California environment i think of it's just plants. a lot of desert plants it's yeah. a lot of desert plants with not a lot of flowering so it's a lot of yeah. succulents so you're not really distracted by flowers you've seen blooming it's yeah. just it was they just we're, we're gonna go we're gonna talk a lot about yeah. galaxy's edge because we're yeah. gonna be going a lot but, but but you enter and there's a pose x-wing there's a, a not the wing. black one not though. the black one just an x-wing the, 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 pose x-wing is in rise of the resistance okay there's an x-wing yeah. there's um there's a A-wing, you see the entrance to Rise of the Resistance, it's not open yet, and you so you just make your way and it's just... It kind of absorbs you into it. Yeah, you can't see any of the other, of Disneyland whatsoever, like you are in Batu. Yeah, and we'll talk about what it's like to leave, but I'm, I'm gonna say my favorite thing about when you leave. But, so so we enjoyed a, a little Ronto wrap, we went and got the, the in-world Cokes and Sprites, yeah and Dasani bottles and just kind of like enjoyed that. Then we did probably probably your favorite thing, which would have been we sort of walked around the corner and you got to take the Falcon in, just you. What was it like seeing that for the first time? Oh, my wife was like, so what was it like? What was it this? And I was like, you're gonna make fun of me. I got a little teary eyed. It's um. I don't know, there's this weird thing growing up your whole life, like playing with this thing, watching it on the movies, um, you know, the Falcon is, the you know, everyone talks about, you know, the original trilogy and the original cast of Han and Leia and Luke and Chewie and R2 and 3PO. Um, the Falcon is just as much a character, an important character in my opinion as as those characters. And so for me, like I grew up my whole life in my dad's office on the weekends, like piecing together clothing that I stole from my brother or my dad or, or whatever that I thought and imagined me as Han Solo. And I would sit at this high desk in my dad's office pretending to, you know, the phone was controls and piloting the Falcon. And so I, it, it was a big deal for me hmm. to sort of go see this thing and not just like, you know, it was really cool last year or whatever, maybe Comic-Con, when you got to go on the Lando Calrissian solo version of the, yeah. the Falcon pop-up thing that they did. Um, but this is totally different. This was awe-inspiring. I got emotional. It was sort of, I had to kind of just walk away from the group and like have my own like weird moment and like go sit and just look at it and look underneath it and really take it in as if it was like, you know, my first time going to the Grand Canyon or um, yeah, being at the top of the Empire State Building, or um, going to the Eiffel Tower, or you know these big monuments that are throughout our world, um, it for me was like, wow. Yeah, 
wow. And um, it was incredible. And, and I la you, you guys laughed at me because I, you know, we finally got back together and you're like, so what do you think, bud? And I was just like, and just like with all of those things, like not with the Grand Canyon, but like there's certain monuments and certain things around the world that if you've ever had the opportunity to go see, you're like, I thought it'd be a lot bigger. You know what I mean? And I remember saying that to you. I was just so like, fucking annoyed. You were so mad. And I was like, like, oh my God. I was like, get on Twitter, boy, and complain. <laughs> I was like, the thing's huge. No, it's... It's massive. You can't even take a photo of it. Yeah. Like, you, there's no way to get a photo of it. It's so huge and so tall. They've done some incredible trickery with how they've laid in the barriers, too, and where they allow you to stand, mm -hmm. so you always have a photo of just you and the Falcon. Yeah, they do a really good job, because, you know, in the weeks leading up to it, as the reservation system was open, and, you know, friends of ours or different people started posting photos who got to go before us. Like, How'd you get to do I was it like, with an wow, empty? I was like, everyone's got photos of them, like, and not, like, the Disneyland photographer photos. Like, people are taking, like, Selfies iPhone with, pictures with and shit, and it them. was like... Where's everybody else at this theme park? It's how they do it. I, whatever math those Imagineers did to get those angles just right, I have so many pictures where it looks like it's just me and yeah. that Falcon. And there are hundreds of people around that Millennium Falcon. Mm -hmm. I don't know how they do it. It's amazing. That might be the most amazing feat of yeah. engineering And look, they ever. do have a cast member there that... It's like stand like, right is here. Standing right is telling you like don't stand past this line and yeah, sort of directing people. Um, I gotta tell you, from the moment we entered, made our way, everything, cast members for the most part were pretty top notch. Um, I have opinions on. I this have part. it. I have. I, I, but in my opinion, you know, my family and I, we grew. I've grown up my whole life going to Disneyland, and we always called it the Disney way, and that was the Disney customer service was just like. It was it was beyond top notch, and I will say in the last ten or fifteen the years, Disney way. whatever in the last ten or fifteen years, I would say that that has gone that down. That sounds totally like a patty coined term, <laughs> Steve. That's the Disney way. Um, I will say that some of the customer service it's either really really top notch or it just it, it sucks. There's no real in between for me that I've experienced mm. in the last many years of. Um, Disneyland. And My opinion is not of their customer service. I more have an opinion on this whole in-world thing. Oh, okay. I think it's dumb. Really? I don't think it works. I don't think it's successful at all. I just, just make them Disneyland character. Like, just make them Disneyland employees. What's the thing they all say? Uh, to the spires, like many in, moons, in, bright in, suns, me, like I've, rising moons. In the midst of this, I had just finally binged watched The Handmaid's Tale. Oh and yeah! And so, Bright wherever suns, we went, all I kept hearing was like, "Blessed be the stars." Blessed be. Blessed be. Fine, no, the fine and, weather we're having today. I, and, I, that, and it was just real, like that stuff doesn't bother me. But it's sort of like that commitment level of like, shut up, like four <laughs> percent, just not committed. It, it's like, well, they're either like. Way they're over either the top. way too into it, way, way or they're way. like, you have an annual pass. Like they're just like they're over asking for your I identification yeah. and credentials or whatever. And again, they're human, and I'm I I don't care. I would just prefer that it was like, and and this is kind of what bugs me about Star Wars fans in a weird way is like, guys, let's 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 put on our 
normal human goggles for a second and know these are normal human people and we're standing in Anaheim. This is not a real planet. So how about they can just say, do you have $5 for this Coca-Cola? And that little moment is not canon. And then the rest of the stuff around you is canon. I think that to me would be like being able to sort of detach like that reality, I think would just, it would be more successful for me. You know what needs to happen to what? canon? You know what needs to happen to canon? Get shot out and of canon. Is it canon or is it not canon? You know what needs to happen to all of that? Thanos snap. Then they do that and everyone got mad. I don't, <laughs> they already did that to the expanded universe. No, no, I'm not. It's not I don't please. I, I don't want to get grumpy about canon. I'm just saying, I, I just don't. I don't think it works. Use your goddamn imagination. I don't. Yeah, I just like. I would rather use my imagination that I'm in Star Wars. Then need to be like, sort of like, poorly immersed in that way. Um, it are it, the land itself is so good, it's immersive enough. It doesn't need it. It doesn't need like, it. Like they can have the hello and good morning. I love all that taglines and that kind of stuff. But like they can still ask me for my debit card. Yeah, I, I guess you know what it was too. It was like, oh no, the first order's here, and some of them would like hide behind a trash can and I was like oh come on that's Roger from Adventureland he's just on his stormtrooper ship like that to me it was like I don't like that I don't like that I will say that I'm not a fan so much of that when it pertains to like a group of overweight middle-aged men waiting to build lightsabers as much as it's like I, I like witnessing that stuff happen when it's like a little boy dressed Absolutely. in the X-Wing outfit holding his mom's hand. Uh, sure. That's when those moments are totally appropriate. That to was me. a that is a lesson in me not having a child and remembering I'm a I'm a thirty well, no, something. That was some some of the best moments was when we were there and we were at the lightsaber thing and all of a sudden Kylo Ren and the stormtroopers show up and there's a little girl dressed like Ray in the corral of the lightsabers thing, and they have this like moment. Yeah, that's all amazing. You know and and I, mean? I don't want to say I'm not saying I don't no, want I you immersion. I'm not saying I don't want the care. I'm just saying, for me, like I, I don't know. I just it never. It always took me out of it. Didn't me put me in it. I'm with you. Me too. I think it's more successful in pulling you out of the immersion than it is in immersing you. Me too. You. And I think my point of bringing up the the, the imagination, kids, the little yeah. kids part is, is to me. Like, it's no different than when Cinderella bends down totally. and says hello to another little girl. Totally. And they have this interaction moment. Yeah, but... That has sort of the the magic. Like, to me, that's when it's appropriate. Yeah. Not when it's a bunch of fucking nerds that yeah. just spent $210 for lightsabers. Or, like, you can just ask me for my debit card. It really, like, takes me out of it. Yeah, like, you know what it was, too? It was, like, watching creepy old dudes, like, follow Ray around. Yeah. It was weird. It was just kind of, like, it just took me out of it. That being said, that's my... That's my only... My only gripe. Yeah. Star Wars Galaxy's Edge is amazing. Yes. And they're not going to be ever be able to control that side of it. No, that's no, just, no. And... I, ho I hope it doesn't sound like I'm... But I also think that's just a personal thing that's for just you a, and I. Yeah, I, I think I'm just being hypersensitive to that part of it, and I'm just like, nah, it's not for me. It just feels like dinner theater. Yes, it's like bad medieval times. Like, a little bit. It's like... But medieval, medieval times you know is what supposed it is? to be bad. You know what it is? It's like... Um, 
Would you like half chicken, roast potatoes, or an Arnold Palmer or Pepsi? Do you know what I mean? Like, would you like the King's Roast, half chicken with a potato, or... A Dr. Pepper. Would you like a Dr. Pepper and vodka? Or Mountain Dew. Or we can bring you a light-up goblet with... With the Red Bull and Jägermeister. With Red Bull and Jägermeister, the King's drink. You know what I mean? It's just a little like that. Okay, enough making fun of that one little part. That one little part. I, I, you gotta admit, I hit the nail oh, on the head. absolutely. It's absolutely what it's, it is. And I, Ken, if you perform in dinner theater, because I know I've got some friends that do perform in dinner theater, I do not mean to belittle dinner theater. No, 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 but, and they but, know, dude, they know it. Like, they know it. Dude, I did. They I know. We were supposed to do murder mysteries for Second City when I was working on the boats, and I was like, yes, I just missed having to do that. Because, I, dude, how's your steak? Do you know who killed Delilah? Like, no, I'm good, man. <laughs> Could you imagine if they do some sort of reservation thing at some restaurant at Galaxy's Edge? How's your steak? Do you know who murdered the Maiden Fair? <laughs> who murdered the Maiden Fair? So, Would you like your steak cooked medium rare or extra well done? That body was burned just like your steak won't be. It's like, you know what I mean? It's... I got him. Yes, there it is. I got him, dude. Well, it brings me to, oh shit. It brings me to the lightsaber experience. Well, that's, I'm gonna. Which look, we'll get into the reviews of the lightsabers later. It's dead because on. Because I gotta tell you, look, I spent the money. I'm so stoked I did it. I did not want to do it. But I, I was like, God to... damn it. Every fucking nerd we're with that wants to do this. I guess I gotta do it. <laughs> I have an opinion too on your group of people making the lightsabers. <gasps> like that one guy my, who guys, took like guys, seven minutes guys, longer than everybody because he was trying every combo. Guys, guys, the lightsaber experience is awesome. It's amazing. And like, it, it's so awesome <laughs> that like I'm going to spend that money to force my wife to do it because I have to see the look on her face while she's doing it. And if I was like five years old, it would be the most it amazing. It would be the most amazing thing because just like we were talking about with the immersive thing and yeah. like the the experience of the lightsaber thing, if you don't already know, is um, the first order has taken over Batu, and um, you are actually there under the guise that you're there interested in like scrap, scrap metal. metal and scrap parts because they like are the the the. The galaxy's best in collecting scrap, but really that's just code so the First Order doesn't come and shut them down, but really they're the last sort of guardians of, um, the, lightsaber. of the lightsaber and sort of um, continuing on the knowledge of um, Jedi. And, and so when you get there, and it's, Sith. And like Sith. it's like yeah. almost like force worshippers. Yeah. So when you get in there, like it's this big round thing um, and everybody takes their station, and it's all into this thing of like, we are here for scrap metal. We are here for scrap metal. And so metal. it's really funny. And Don't forget your collectible bag <laughs> on the way out so that, your, pin. so that your scrap metal doesn't <laughs> accidentally break. <laughs> Would you like your steak well done? Who do you think killed the maiden so, fair? And God bless the kid who is running, because you know he's a fan, and you know that like he probably does community theater at like the local junior college, 
Um, Biola. And maybe, unfortunately, makes the commute up to go to, like, pay a lot of money to go do, like, a UCB class for, like, six weeks in Hollywood, <laughs> coming from, like, Lagoon, <laughs> like, coming from, like, Orange County somewhere. Um, probably plays a lot of comedy sports. But he goes on to give his monologue. Yeah, yeah. And it pro- I, look, there's tons of tapes of me doing community theater where I probably was just like this. Listen, it, it, I, <laughs> I'm being dick. I'm sorry. You're not being a dick though, because here's the thing. Like, I think that will that will get better as they do it. Eventually, we'll get to the point where there's no cast member job. Harder at the top of their game in the Disneyland park than those who do and run the Jungle Cruise. The Jungle Cruise cast members are at like the top of their game when it comes to the performing, the performance, and the improv. And it's sort of like a prestigious thing yeah. with that. And I'm telling you, if the, the Saber thing happens with the cast members. At in there, it'll be and it'll it will be great. happen, and it will get there. I think they're just getting used to it. Yes, uh, my saber experience. <laughs> uh, yeah, so tell us about your saber okay. experience so, versus our saber experience. So, and then we'll wrap this your up. saber experience. The kid you got running the show, and just the in general, your crowd was awesome compared to what I had. I still had a lovely time. I love my saber. I had a really great moment. I'm glad I did it so that I knew that you guys were going to enjoy yeah. it and I could kind of help because honestly, I was like kind of helping you guys through it and I was doing a better job being like, yeah, man, just turn the part. It's your saber, dude. Like I was like, yeah, you I, was, I was very yeah. much like, that's your lightsaber, yeah, man. man. <laughs> like I was doing what they're supposed to be doing better than they were doing it. Like letting you guys experience it, but also like showing you how to do it, but then kind of stepping away. And I know they've got a schedule to keep, but I had four kids all building them in my time. Dude, they were just screaming and yelling. And when we all, when they do the big cool blade reveal, one of the kids went, it's just a glow stick. And I was like, <laughs> I almost, I dude. You were like, motherfucker, I just spent. Dude, I almost went up to them and I almost said, I spent $200 for that. You're going to do it again. Like straight up. <laughs> it's just a glow stick. And then he kept going, wow, wow, wow. Running around saying, wow, turning it. I was like, shut your kid up. Like, and I, and again, I know it's not for me. But I spent $200 just like that family did on that lightsaber. And it's like, it to me, there's a little bit of that movie theater respect. And I think they need to prep. I think they actually need to say, and remember, everybody here paid a lot of money to enjoy this scrap metal experience. They, they, here we go. And reminder, everybody here paid 200 credits to build a scrap metal blade. Shut the fuck up for all the people enjoying the lightsaber. Now, let me ask you something. Do you think they should offer in every whatever a maybe age 12 and above? No, I don't think they need to do that. I think it's as simple as saying, like, 
remember the force is about being in yeah but did you see that video of the kid that was running at the pool and the lifeguard was like hey no running around the pool and the parent was like hey you got something to say to my kid you can say it to me and then i will talk to my kid oh well then i would just be like so i'm just saying i have something to say to you get the fuck out of here in the pool what's what is this lifeguard outfit you see what i'm saying it's not the disney way <laughs> no but, but I, I listen i know I know. I know. I, I'm sure they've probably been trained. I, I don't even know that they've, they probably didn't even foresee this as being a thing. But it, honestly. But it, the Sabres say like what, ages five and up? Whatever. All it, all I'm saying, it, it takes like one minute for like the, the eight people there to go up and be like, and just, hey, remember, everyone here is in yeah, tune with the and force. and that is something that like should Focus be. up. And like, and, and again, I don't care. It's not a real lightsaber. It's not a real thing. But it was incredibly expensive. Yeah. And it totally ruined it for me. I didn't have an emotional reaction to it. When I bought it, I was like, nah, I should just bought a Legacy Saber and not done that. When I finished, I was like, nah, that was a lot of money to basically have a kit. And I have the video. I can send it to Pete. You could hear this kid going, wow, wow, on the video. I'm going to send it to Pete. Meanwhile, we've got these guys on set. Yeah, and I'm just like... Which, by the way... So I have this exact saber at home. Yeah. And I've got... Galaxy's Edge, focus. One, Galaxy's yeah, Edge. No, no. The weight. Yeah. The, they're fat. It's backwards. It's backwards. But, so, my experience with lightsabers okay. were fine. And I'm glad you guys had a much better... The, bless his heart. The kid running my show. Dude. <laughs> Bro. It was like... Dude, it was like having a super passionate Vans employee running the Star Wars. That thing. is what we call a Tilly's employee. Tilly's employee. It can was I help like, you? can I help you? Dude, he was like, and of course, our hero, Luke Skywalker, and Ray, a spark of hope around the galaxy, and the evil. And this is where I got it from, Kyle Ren. He said Kyle Ren. And I went, the motherfucker just called him Kyle Ren. He said Kyle Ren. I have it on video. I'll show you. He says Kyle Ren. And I was like, dude, there weren't any like, like, Jocasta new old ladies that you could have hired to do this or like some dudes with like, Big old burly beards that we had. They originally were pirates for Pirates of the Caribbean to now come in. It just was like kids. It was like the kid was 20. Well, I was like, I feel like we're not going to. And trust me, I loved the experience. Dude, like, it was amazing. It we're, was just, amazing. We're, just we're just, I'm just laughing. We're just laughing at it now as we go. Because they made such a big deal with that video, that marketing video of like telling the employees that they were selected. And yeah. they made it seem like they had to audition for these roles. Uh, like for me listen maybe we're being a little hypercritical because Alex and I both come from a performing background I am the world's worst actor so I'm should not be judging anyone's acting skills however if we're gonna do the immersive world and we're gonna like do it do it or you just gotta don't. know the script frontwards and backwards so that you're able to play with it however you want with any sort of interruptions that should arise at any moment. 
And that's, I think, more a product of the fact that we, it was very early in the process. Yeah. I am happy I did the lightsaber moment. I did not have the reaction that I thought I would have from it. I want to do it again, not with that sort of, and that'll always be there. And again, that kid paid money. He's entitled to enjoy it however he wants. Just for me in that moment, it was like spending $200 to go see The Rise of Skywalker and having someone talk through it the whole time. And for me, I was like, this is no bueno. They're not doing a good job of making sure that everybody everyone's has- fully prepared. That everyone's fully prepared. Or and parents are prepared. Pre for parents are prepared to be like, Hey, just a, just a remind. I, all it took. You've got. You're waiting 15 minutes before you go in. Hey, guys, just a reminder. This is also. This is an experience. Hey, shh, shh, the resistance troopers are coming. Or the fucking first order troopers are coming. Kylo yeah, Ren's here. Yeah, there he is, Kylo Ren. Look out for Kylo Ren. That's Ky It's Kylo. What? Bright suns. <laughs> Making a shirt. Many moons. Kylo Ren. Many moons. Kylo Ren. But like, again, I just think it. You've got the amount of time to explain to me why the saber costs that much and why I can't miss it and why I gotta, I gotta be there 15 minutes early. You have 15 minutes to go around to each one as you collect their card and say, just a reminder, this is also, an, if you can't call it a show because you don't wanna break the immersion. Experience. This is an experience and it, we, Let's not disturb all of the other people in joint. We want to keep this very, you can ooh and ah, and you can be moved and you can talk through the building process. But when the presenter is talking and the effects are happening, let people really take in the experience. And I think that would go a long way because when you pay that kind of, like it's, that's not cheap. That is not cheap. Mm -mm. And especially not after a Disneyland ticket, parking. Yeah, it basically is like you're spending thousands of dollars on the day with a family. And I know that like if I didn't have this show and I was just a, a dad who bought his, who did this and then that happened, I would be like, what? Like I just spent all this money. I'll say this, man. The wand show's got to beat in terms of immersion at Harry Potter. I've never done it. Because it's only one, it's one at a time. They should have built like 30 stalls where you're by yourself. That's what I would have done. It probably wouldn't have gotten as many sabers sold, but they're already having a hell of a time keeping everything in stock. Yeah. So at this rate, what's the matter? Anyway, yeah. that, Anyways, enough dogging my, on it because it's so was, awesome. My experience was, listen, I didn't like, I was dogging on the whole thing before even going to Galaxy Edge where I was just like getting a coke like, getting this like I'd rather go get a coke and a like corn dog and corn dog and like a, 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 hand, a handmade looking Yoda plushie or something um, good um, luck all sold out <laughs> and so we did it and I and I think that like I had a totally different experience a lot of that excuse me has to do with the fact that you helped make it that. Yeah, I did. Because you gave it this sense of like importance. You were filming it. You were like, what do you got going on there, bud? You went around to all of us that did it. On top of that, the fact that, you know, it went Ryan, me, Cisco, or no, it went Pete, me, Cisco, 
Ryan on this like it's sort of this like Knights of the Round Table type thing with like maybe twelve or fifteen people, um, and you have like a good amount of space, um, and so just sort of it, with you and the fact of being there with all of us there, it really helped play into sort of the um, the the symbolic nature of it with the show and just sort of you're also forgetting one critical thing. Or, you're remembering very one critical thing. We were fucking wasted. So. <laughs> We were wasted. The cantina. (laughs) So moments, literally moments before. Now this is the only issue I had at Galaxy's Edge. My only issue I had at Galaxy's Edge was is that yes, he got the I got the twelve forty slot for our lightsaber thing. He got the twelve fifty. While I'm in line, like waiting to pay for the scrap metal, I'm talking to cast members and I'm like, hey. We got reservations for, you know, this and this, but you guys are saying we need to be here at this time. Is there any way we can get a later ticket? And they're like, sorry, but you can try and trade with people that maybe got later times in the thing. So I'm like going around the whole like corral asking all these people. And mind you, we've got four people. people. Everyone's got like two or one or whatever. And so that wasn't a match. So then Alex meets back up with us and he's like, I tried talking to him and they were like, they're no. not budging at the cantina. And I was like, all right, let me go do what I do. So I like... He's very good at I'm, that. I'm very too. good at sort of going and talking to people. <laughs> What's going on? You guys got a good long episode. Yeah, You're a, welcome. Are we on like two hours and 15 minutes? We are now at two hours and 20 minutes. All right. We're going to wrap this up. So No, we're not. We go, we go, and I, I, I have a tendency to be able to go talk with like authority figures, even though I'm not good. I don't like authority figures. Um, I'm able to put on like a nice voice and talk softly. And and is there anything we can do? And please, like I know this whole thing, but we got all these people, and I know you guys have been standing out here in the hot sun dealing with these fat sweaties that are coming at you, being like, how do I get in the cantina? <laughs> and like, I'm lucky enough that I even got to be here, and lucky enough that I even got to have this ticket to get in there. And like, is there, is there anything you might be able to do to let us? Nope. Sorry, you got to choose one. Mm-mm. Now, before that, there was the woman that I was talking to that was about to answer me and look like she was going to help until this other woman came in completely out of character yeah. for Batu and was not Bright Suns at all. Yeah. And like, just like where my energy level was very soft and please, and is there anything? And just yeah, sort we of get it. Help. Help me. She came at the very opposite spectrum of like, nope, can't do that. Nope, you're going to have to choose, which... At that point, you can't choose. At that point, you can't choose. And because you can't point, get your money back for the saber. And at that point, that's where I turn into an asshole and I become very angry and unhappy because had she simply just looked at me and went, I understand that and I'm really sorry. Unfortunately, we, we weren't able to help you. You might actually be able to just... if you What time's your thing at? So if you come like maybe five minutes before, maybe even ten minutes before, there's a good chance you might be able to like Dubai. come in, enter, and therefore you you could maybe come in, look around, grab one drink, and then and then still make your saver appointment. Yeah. And like that's what I mean is like she totally could have been like that, and it would have been just as easy for her to have been like she that. She could have said no in a nice way, as opposed to just being very standoffish. Now. I look all day. She's all dealing day. With that. She's dealing with fat, bearded, sweaties like myself that are trying to to get one over on her. I'm sure. Um, 
whatever. We ended up going. We ended up getting into the cantina a, like a little bit early so that we could spend about 15 minutes getting in there. Um, it's Disneyland. It's all pre-mixed drinks. You heard about that going into it. It's pre-mixed. It's whatever. Um, I automatically just assumed that it was like, you know, not a lot of booze and, and whatever. And I, I don't care. It's fine. And let me tell you, I got the Ewok Tiki drink. And granted, I needed to literally Weep. down it the hatch, and I literally got it, and I, dude, boom, I drank that it back. And Ryan's drink, I drank two. I was wrecked. Um, and mind you, I have not really since my wife was pregnant had a lot of since alcohol. we had the kid. I my tolerance level and drinking, I have not really part partaked too much in the last nine or ten months, and. Um, I was by no means drunk at the lightsaber, but I was definitely uh, Lucy. I was, I was, I was relaxed. Just I was feeling, feeling good. It. You know that like sort of tingle you get around your eyebrows and the sides of your eyes. You're a just little. funnier than you normally yeah, are. You're a little more. You got a little more pep in your step. You may have a little bit more of a, some jokes that you might not have, you know, been so loose to say. <coughs> Excuse me. So. That definitely played a part. Dude, it made the um, it made the last like the hour after our cantina visit was rad because we did the sabers and then we were wasted and we went right to the Falcon and we were like, woo! Yeah, and, and then we were like, blue milk, baby. We got blue milk and I was like, I got a blue milk and a green milk. And I am here to tell you that um, you liked the green more. No, didn't I you? liked the blue more. Oh, I like the blue, but I let all of you guys taste the green, and you all seem to like the green more. I think I like the green um, more. The blue tastes better, but I actually liked the green more. I, I will say this: I know you're not a big fan of it, and probably won't order it again. Um, it's very sweet, but they've done something where they've used a, a coconut. I don't know if it's a coconut milk or a coconut. It's tapioca. But they've done something where it's oddly refreshing. Um, but it's not a Slurpee, it's not milk, it's not icy, it's weird. It's and cold it's, tapioca rice pudding something. It's something, and it's, yeah. I liked it, I don't know if I would get it again necessarily. Dude, I saw people with that big light up jug. Dude. Diabetes! <laughs> that can't be dude. good on the kidneys. Dude, that <laughs> diabetes! Can, that cannot be like, good on the kidneys. Straight up. Whoa. Straight up. Uh, <laughs> diabetes! Like, you got that blue milk, that green milk, a Coca-Cola bomb. <laughs> like, the diabetes is real in a galaxy far, far away. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. Yikes. Um, I can say that because my pops has diabetes and I live in genuine fear on a daily basis. Um... I don't know. It's not just like with the 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 Bantu or whatever the the dog chalupa gordita Ronto wrap. Ronto the Bantu wrap. wrap? The, Bantu. the hell are you whatever talking I, about? The, the Ronto wrap. The, the Batu just bagel. Just like with the 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 melt. <laughs> We're getting loopy, man. Um, We're out of practice. <laughs> it um, they've done something that's definitely out of this world. In terms of textures and whatnot. I really want to get crass, but I'm not going to. 
you know what I'm going to say. I'm not going to describe it because we got told we cussed too much at Star Wars Celebration. But, like, it, it's a little viscous. It's a viscous drink. So, we get to go do the Falcon. <laughs> After we have our viscous After milk. After we've had our, our booze, our lightsaber, and our, our viscous our, milk. Our refreshing viscous. <laughs> so we go do the Falcon. We got to do the Falcon three times. Each time was about a fifteen-minute wait. One time was like nothing. One time was like literally walking onto it. The line is exceptional. Almost the entire thing has you essentially outside but covered. You literally get a full three-sixty view of the Falcon from below to the above. Um, you make your way into essentially what is the. Um, family room of the falcon yeah well first no no first you walk in and you are you have to introduce all your friends to who the fuck hondo is yeah <laughs> you have to, which i just went that's just some dumb character from rebels don't worry about him no i I'm mean kidding. Uh, yeah I'm kidding. hondo's perfectly fine but like i feel like chewbacca might have been a cooler thing to do but chewie's walking around Listen, I know DJ Rex is in the cantina, but that's also another case of DJ Rex could have been. I'm here. 3PO. 3PO's on Star Tours. And also, I think it's like, I don't know where 3PO's supposed to be canonically. Again, it's all complicated because that Honda's a perfect thing because he like doesn't interfere. I already think, I mean, we're, I don't want to talk about canon. In black, I, I don't care about canon in Galaxy's Edge. It make it makes no sense to me. I don't care. Uh, it doesn't need to be. It, it doesn't can just be Batu. It's Star Wars village. You're walking around. It's, it's great. Fine. Have a Ronto wrap. Get fucked up at the cantina. Rock and roll. Yeah. So you jump into the Falcon living room after you see Hondo. You have time to take a picture at the chessboard. Yeah, it's uh, all that stuff's great. The immersion's amazing in the living room. They do an amazing job of getting you into the cockpit, mm -hmm. and my favorite thing they do is they hold everybody back so that you have a moment to just take that hallway in yourself, yeah. enter the cockpit with your crew. You can either be a pilot, a gunner, an engineer. You guys have heard all this stuff from other people. This isn't really about our yeah. experience. We don't need to get too much into it, but we all we, since we did it three times, everybody got to do all the jobs. What was your favorite? Uh, my favorite actually is engineer. Engineer? Engineer is my favorite. Mine is obviously the pilot gets to punch it. Yeah. But I engineer's my second. Gunner is lame. Gunner's boring. Gunner's button smashing. Button smashing. It's Not getting boring. to watch. Super boring. I, for me, because we sort of ended our whole trip on the Falcon, I thought it was, that to me is the highlight. We will talk about droids and all that good stuff as yeah, we go we'll through it. We'll get into more depth about the lightsabers. And Cantina. We'll, we'll break down all the merch that we got. But for right now, that's sort of like, Everything and oh my, <laughs> it's like this episode's already too long. Yes. So we will we will get into more awesome Star Wars Galaxy's Edge stuff. But we are super glad to be back. Are you glad to be back? Dude, I'm so pumped to be glad back. Uh, you can't even imagine. I it's am so, so glad to be, to be back. And remember, who killed the maiden fair? And would you like that steak done medium or oh, well done? With that being said, guys, may the force be with, be with you. you. 
thanks for checking out the show. And if you liked what you saw, remember to hit subscribe. And if you're listening to us over on iTunes, please give us a five-star review. If you guys want to support the show, you can check out our merchandise shop. Every order that we sell goes right back into helping us make this show. And remember, tell your friends. May the force be with you.